Hey y'all, the following program is intended for mature adult audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. You have been warned. Thank you. Welcome back to Flavored Enemy Legacies, Red Towers and Hungry Flowers. On today's special episode, we are going to be exploring the continent of Wolate Kesk and the kingdom of Lovak. Two brand new locations amidst the wider world of Vittore. We open in an age long since past. Time wrought upon the landscape. Weary and blighted, overgrown. Wilate Kesk is home to very mysterious and unknown things, entities, creatures. And it is in here, in this moment, we meet our band of heroes, natives of Ulate Kask, Keskians, as they call themselves. These Keskians gathering together in their party that they have been a part of now for years doing what parties do best and with that Sagria you're up first in the initiative order everyone else roll initiative oh my That's a 16 for Lynn. That's a 16 for Heike. A 15 for Ashwin. Alright. And Sagria, I'm giving you a 22. Alright. Nice. <laughs> so, as we unfold, our brave group of heroes battling a servant of the rather unsavory individual known as the slaver. This devil clad in chains and spikes ringing ringing around themselves, meat hooks glistening through the air, tearing at the flesh of the, of the opponents that surround him bringing down these soldiers of the Lova of Lovakian kingdom. Our group of heroes charge forward as the soldiers withdraw. Sagria, you make your move. Could you describe yourself for all of us? I am a five-foot broad-shouldered Cercopi of the Sasus variety, so I'm beefy. I, I deal with winters. I have white fur, bright blue eyes, a scar going under my right eye. All I have in my hands is a club and a shield, and I'm smiling. Got this torn sleeved shirt that's blue, that's a deep V that goes to my rope belt, and blue pants 
metal golden gauntlets and boots and I'm just laughing hysterically as I'm just fighting with this creature going oh it's not the party I wanted but it's still paying <laughs> I am a hermit uh, a barbarian bounty hunter by trade I keep fighting till either I'm not standing or they're not standing but I've always got an ear to the ground and trying to figure out what's going on next for the next bounty and what do you as a Sercopi look like uh white fur beefy five foot scar under the right eye tail still behind me not exactly the prettiest Sakopi, but I'm definitely a as some people say a monkey person uh, I don't understand what they mean by that I don't understand a lot of things other than hitting with my fist or my clubs club shield depending as on you as you face a demon lieutenant of the advisor, what do you do? He's currently about 45 feet away from you, chains whipping around you. You are have your allies to your left and to your right. Well, my walking speed is 40. But luckily enough, I can strike within a five feet reach of me, so I'm basically going to go my full movement, and because of the type of barbarian I am, I am a able to cast Shillelagh on my club to give it some extra damage. Alright. Go ahead and roll to hit. That is a natural 20 for a 23. Alrighty, uh, we're gonna start off here. Okay, roll me percentage. It's 20. Percent. Okay. All right. With a twenty percent, you're going to be doing max damage. What's the max damage on that, with including Shillelagh? That would be a total of fifteen. Okay. And as you're swinging with your club, what does it look like? So you, you see basically my club is a tree branch that I've tied leather around with my hands and it just glows a frost blue kind of like my eyes as I just hit the slaver right in the chest. 
and I'm still just laughing hysterically going, <laughs> Let's keep this going! Our lovely protector, you're up next. Could you describe yourself? Of course. My name is Heiko the Protector. I'm... I'm a... Draka. With pale skin, icy green hair and bright green eyes. I'm five foot seven and of more of a lean build, though still muscular. Um, I have thick leathery wings that come out of my back. They're a very deep forest green. And I carry uh, a warhammer across my back right between my wings um, my pale hair is tied back in braids it's very long so I have to keep it back otherwise it gets in the way when we're fighting uh, or healing I uh, I have a crossbow as well on my hip and my uh, my clothes are a little bit worn. They look as though they've been made of a sort of burlap material. And I'm wearing leather armor, and I have a shield in my left on my left arm for when my for my dexterity fails me. I need something to keep me safe. I have. Uh, an amulet that I wear around my neck. It is my holy symbol. Um, it is in it's in the shape of a of a true diamond, and it is a dark purple in color. As you are taking a look at Sagria getting in melee contact with this uh, this devil of chains. What is your next move? Is he also 45 feet from me? Correct. You guys kind of walked up in that single file line, slow-mo, explosions behind you, Power Rangers level. Fucking perfect. I'm going to uh, pull out my crossbow and I'm going to fire an arrow at, um, at our baddie here. That's a, four, that's a 14 to hit? Uh, 14 will miss. Oh, shoot. As your arrow gets clicked out of the sky by waving of a meat hook in front of the face of the, uh, the devil. As he t- stares down you from behind the chained veil, piercing red eyes, and absolutely no eyelids. <clears throat> Well, for my bonus action then, I'm going to I'm going to cast spiritual weapon at second level. Oh, and that is a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Beauty for 10 damage. 
Right, what happens is you cast spiritual weapon. What does it look like? What do we see? So I'm going to create a uh, a spectral arrow that looks just like the crossbow bolt that just missed him. I'm going to create a spectral arrow um, that is going to fly through the air and it's kind of releasing this kind of bright green similar to my eyes, this bright green energy as it flies toward um, as it flies towards our bad guy and it hits him right in the shoulder and it flies straight through. That'll bring us up to Lynn. You know if you go down into the right, you'll hit him in the chest. Yes, thank you. I had noticed. All right. What are you doing? So, um, Lynn Terrell has her um, Warhammer raised and also a shield with um, blue stained wood. And she slams them together and there's a bit of a crackle of electricity. So, Lynn Terrell is a Drakia um, cleric of the Tempest. Um, my parents were adventurers, but each of them gave up a little piece of their soul um, to create me. And so now I have their spirit of adventure. I have um, translucent, almost crystalline horns um, peeking out from cobalt blue hair and large wings of the same color. And the tips of the wings are faded, a bit black, like char marks. And um, for an adventurous girl, I am wearing surprisingly nice attire, a buttoned up tailcoat, a white dress shirt and tight pants, uh, and a set of nice leather boots. And so I look up at this creature before us, and I kind of, with a sneer on my face, uh, I approach about 10 feet closer to be within 30 feet. And I simply say to the creature, now, do you prefer your eyes or your ears? You will all be chained. Now, I didn't ask if you preferred to use your tongue and she's gonna cast blindness deafness targeted at its eyes. Uh, con DC 14. It's gonna be a 14 on the dot. All right. Let's see. I don't think I can really do anything else. So she simply just kind of smirks and says, all right, maybe next time. And that'll be the end of my turn. Did it fizzle? Unfortunately, it did. Maybe next time. Certainly next time. Anyone else? Physically or mentally, because I'm not prepared for either. All right, um, and that will bring us to Ashwin. Yeah. 
Oh, I definitely have to give this a try. Hey, buddy, did you know that um, it's really good etiquette to actually clean your weapon before you get into a fight? Just saying. Um, I am a five six if I'm standing up straight. Uh, Cercopi, a Salas variety. I have reddish brown fur, gleaming golden eyes, a slight scar on the right side of my mouth. You know, a little bit of a training accident when I was younger. Uh, always wearing a smirk. Um, I am wearing very, very see-through uh, green clothing uh, with just like barest of bands around my chest and around, you know, my bottom. Uh, just to make sure that there's some level of modesty, but I don't actually care all that much. I have a very long prehensile tail, which I'm using to carry my quiver of arrows. Use a whole lot, but, you know, they're there just in case I have to, you know, actually kill something with something sharp instead of this staff that I carry with me all the time. It's carved in my uh, a series of spirals and ends and sort of like a rose head. Uh, I use it to bash people's heads in, which is what I'm about to do to you, Mr. Chain Devil, sir. If you could just hold still for me. You talk too much. Oh, I don't think I talk enough. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Uh, save DC is 11. It's not very high, but I'm not very good at mocking people. Uh, what's the save again? System. That'll be a 19. Okay, it saves. Uh, but I get two attacks per action, so I'm just gonna bop him on the head with my rose staff. Right, mm, that is a 19. A 19 will hit. Excellent. <clears throat> Total five hole bop it damage. Ow, oh, what the hell? Nice. Right between the eyes. Anything else for your turn? Oh no, that was everything. I know it wasn't great. Excellent bop, my friend. You all may have had your turns, but here's mine. As he swings his chain. First at Sagria, which will be a 26 to hit. Oh, that hits. And the second at Ashwin, which will be a 16 to hit. Uh, okay. So... 26 for Sagria. That's going to be 14 slashing damage as the meat hook comes right through the center of your of your chest, 
carving right above the, the, the rib cage. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. That's 14. As you are now grappled by the chains, get pulled right up into it. Ooh, you like to bring me closer with whips and chains, do you? It's not like that. You just stop making it weird. Oh, it's it's been weird. You're flinging chains around and I'm getting excited. Get excited? You're gonna die. And that's the best excitement of all. Who knew the bad guys were so kinky? We're not kinky. Right? It seems like they're totally into this. Oh my god, just come on. <laughs> you like this already. We're not kinky. I just use chains because I serve the advisor who chains people. Whatever you uh, want to tell yourself, buddy. I- I'm pretty sure it's strings. But then uh, again, that's a form of a whip, so it works. I mean, they they made the whole identity surrounded around chains, I mean. Bondage is a very classic kink. Alright, can no, we get no, back to the fight now? No shaming you. If you like this, just say it. Bring us up to you, Sigurdi. So I just realized at the end of last turn I had two attacks and didn't dawn me, so I was like, yeah, I'm chalking that up to he was not paying attention. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to take one action to get out of this, correct? Correct. You, no, you will, you'd have to make a, a DC a DC uh, 16 strength saving throw at um, the beginning of your turn. If you succeed, then you're out. Well, I'm out. Alright, then you only take the 8 the eight slashing damage, and you're out. And you still have your turn. Basically, once I get out, I'm just standing there next to him. It's like, well, since you hit me, uh, I'm gonna rage. And what happens is, when I, the specific type of rage I picked, is Storm Soul, and you see the air around me start to crystallize because I picked Tundra. And cold just kind of goes across my weapon. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't add any extra damage. It just effect. Because the only thing I could do with Tundra is freeze water for up to a minute in a five-foot cube, so it doesn't really do anything else. So I'm just saying for flavor, it just makes my weapon look like it's frozen. And I'm going to use both my decks on the the slaver for basically hitting me. Alright. First one misses because that's 11. Yeah, that'll miss. The next one is a 23. That'll hit. For 6 damage. Okay. Anything else to turn, Sagria? That is... Oh, wait, no. Um, who's 10 feet within range of me? Because apparently I have something else I just noticed. Quinn's also up close with you. 
So everyone that is in a 10-foot range of me now feels an icy presence around them, and they gain three temporary hit points. Does that include the Chain Devil? Uh, each creature of your choice. Okay. So it would be... Uh, I'm going to use it on myself and Ashwin. Okay. You may escape the chains for now, but you will be back in them soon. I'll make you say please. Oh, stop making it a gig thing. Heike, you're up. Oh, it's definitely a kink thing, my love. Um, I'm going to cast Bless um, at first level, and I'm going to target Ashwin, Lynn, and Sagria. Um, so they both they all get uh, a D4 on any. Attack roll or saving throw. What do you do or say as you're doing that? Hmm. I'm going to just kind of wave my hand in their general direction. Um, and I'm going to say, it may be a kink thing, but your thing is not for us. And let's take him down, folks. Thank you kindly, dear. Thanks, I guess. And I believe... That'll be the end of my turn. Alright, and as we come to, to Lynn... Lynn, um, the chain devil meets your gaze and you see its piercing red eyes. And, and you see hear sound in your head. Mm. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. All right. Oh God, that's a two. I don't, er, so an eight total. I don't know if the four is gonna help at all in this. And you feel free to roll it. Um, as you feel the overwhelming fear and judgment of your cowardice pouring over you, like you are some kind of fake adventurer who pretends at being heroic, but truly you're just absolutely terrified of everything in this world. And if it weren't for all your strong companions around you, you wouldn't have the gall to be standing out. You'd be back home, careful, next probably still living with your parents. I'm going to roll the d4. Okay. Okay, it's a nine total. As the overwhelming fear cripples you and you're now frightened. Oh. Alright. Um. So. Let me dump. Let me add that to my sheet there. So I have disadvantage on checks while well, the source of fear and I can't willingly move closer to it. Right. But I can still attack it. You can, at disadvantage. Well. 
you see she kind of starts clutching at her head um just angrily like no 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 that's no I and she kind of looks at this creature with terrified eyes and um launches her breath weapon at it in sheer in sheer fear as you're charging that breath weapon and it getting ready to come out of your uh, out of you projected at this enemy in front of you you hear once more salute Howard and then Give me the give me the necessities on that uh, breath roll. So that's a DC 13 deck save, uh, half damage on a success. All right. Fail. All right. That is 14 damage. Unless I do this. Um, I'm going to save that. What kind of damage is it? Um, lightning damage. And when you describe what happens as the, as the breath weapon eschews from your mouth? Even though she's trembling and horrified, she is defiant. You can see it behind the fear in her eyes. And a crackle of lightning trickles from her mouth and in a straight blue and white line fires directly into the creature's chest. You know, now my my hair's also going to stand up for a week now, thanks. I may be scared, but I'm no coward. Who said you were a coward? Kinky chain man over here. That'll bring us up to Ashwin. You know, I never get tired of seeing you do that. Uh, I do hate how everything is crackling on my skin. Um, Same, right? It's gonna take hours to comb it. (laughs) It'll be fine. We'll get through it. Um... Okay, I am going to just hit you in the face again. Is that okay? I feel like you don't get a choice in this, but like, you're in your chain, so maybe you might be into this? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna hit you, okay? It's a 25 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Uh, that is 8 of damage, and we're gonna go ahead and do that again. Maybe not. That was only 11. Yeah, that'll miss. Okay, well, I tried. Sometimes you swing and miss. Uh, sometimes I do swing and miss. That's that's true. People think it's significant. Attacks, what's the fear? The inevitable. I thought you said you were this big, not the inevitable. 
Damn it. He swings his sickle both times that he used to Gria. Hey. That'll be a 17 to hit. Uh, quick question. Is Gria within five feet of me? Yes. Excellent. Good to know. Thank you. But yeah, 17 misses. Alright. And the second attack. Uh, that'll be a 22 to hit. That hits. Alright. Okay, Is I'm you- going to use my interception um, to reduce the damage. Okay. So, it becomes half, correct? Um, it reduces the damage by 1d10 plus 3, so I'm rolling that now. Okay. Reduce it by 12. Alright. Um, yeah, that reduces it completely. But you, you, you feel like a feather. You, st- you, you still need to make that check against the grapple, though. So d- uh, make a DC 16 strength saving throw. That'd be 19. Even if I rolled the D4, I'm grappled. <laughs> Flex the hook so it doesn't uh, doesn't tear into you, but you still get caught up in the chain itself and pulled inwards. Pull me closer. Uh, I'm gonna get a king thing. I'm gonna do this all day. Definitely a king thing. That brings it up to you, Sabria. Make that check to get out. I'm gonna roll that D4 now. Woo, that's a total of 17, I'm out. You make it out, and you're only gonna take the 8 slashing damage from the changes you un- unwind from it. And being in rage that goes to half. Correct. And you're up. You know what? Since you bop, I might as well boop and uh, just swing my club at him. Alright, roll to hit. That's a 24 for the first one. That. And the second one misses. So a total of 7 damage for the first one. And then as I complete the the second one was nine, so when I miss, it's like, ah, oh, no, well, no, here I go missing. Stop hurting me on It's the other than your chest. It's the biggest part of you. What do you want to swing between your legs? You might like that. He is into kink. You never know. I mean, it seems like he likes being hit everywhere. To be honest, they're going to have a concussion between all the head bops and the incessant talk of kink. You, you know, so I- So that's assuming I, I, you survive, though. Tr- true, true. I think I've heard of this. It's called BDSM, uh, I think. Yes, that's correct. Uh, 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 whatever. 
fica errado. Alright. Um. Alright, I'm going to. I am going to move forward 30 feet and then I am going to use my crossbow again. Oh, hmm. That was a natural one. <laughs> or a six. As the, the crossbow flies and sinks right into Ashwin's quiver that's being held by her tail. Sorry, my aim must be off today. Anything else for your turn? Um, yeah, I'm gonna spiritual weapon again. At second level. Okay. Uh, 20? Not natural. damage. And what happened this time? Is it the same thing? Uh, yes, this time it is the exact same thing. The uh, glowing purple crossbow boat bolt uh, flies toward uh, flies toward our chain man and buries itself in his other shoulder. Alright. Make you all pay for this. And that brings us up to Lynn. Alright. Um, do I get another saving throw? Yes, you do. Alright. Alright, that's better. That's a 24. That'll save. What happens? Um, she comes to and she kind of just looks at her hands, her weapons in her hands, and she says, no, no, I'm, I'm no coward. And she kind of looks up at him and she says, but to you such trickery, you seem to be. And she's gonna immediately fly forward um, and try to strike uh, against, so she's gonna fly slightly upwards diagonally towards him okay. uh, at range with his head, and she's going to swing her warhammer at him. Uh, right. Actually dropping her shield to uh, use it as a two-handed weapon. Alright, roll to hit. That will be a 20. Not that. that. Alright. So that is 9 damage. As you bring the warhammer down you are a little bit off on your aim due to the sheer ferocity of you swinging this thing you manage to catch him right on the shoulder as you hear the bones crack underneath as he shifts and contorts under the weight of the hammer as you as you do and you see him fall stagger back 
drop to one knee and look up, getting ready to swing with his his uh, chain one more time. I think he's preparing to propose. I just look at him and horns kind of crackle with electricity and I just say, try me. And that will be the end. Oh, actually. Yes, that will be the end of my turn. So, this is where I'd normally give you the opportunity to yield, but I don't think we're doing that. Are we doing that, you guys? No, most Uh, definitely not. I I thought he was about to propose, but uh, that might not I mean, are you about to propose? Do you like one of us a whole lot? I want to see him beg. He might be into that. He appears to be into quite a few things. You see him just coughing up a, like absolute metric ton of blood through the chain mask that he's wearing. No mercy. Well, alright. Just gonna two-handed bring my staff down on him. Ooh, but that's an at one. Hmm. You have advantage on this attack. Oh, do I? Try that again, then. Disadvantage, that's 23. That'll hit. Or 9 damage. How do you want to do this? Um, I think what just what happens is I, I lift my staff over my head, just bring it straight down, crushing straight through his helmet, and watch him fall over, and then remark about... I'm never going to be able to get the blood out of this. I think it's over. As the blood just kind of pools all around you guys, um, you guys look at the uh, beaten and battered forces of the kingdom of Lovak around you. They all kind of cheer for you all. Uh, and the ears are screaming, Monkey Scales! Monkey Scales! Who was the one that named us that again? And I'm oh. getting blood out of my fur, it's gonna be fun. I need Oh, don't worry, dude. Remember, I have that boltus that we can use. Well, I've also got the hot springs around my cave that we went to the last time. That was fun. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that we should go to the hot springs. Oh, yes, that sounds lovely to me. Absolutely uh, should and deserve after all of this to do that. Is everyone looking all right around here? Uh, somewhat. Um, I guess I meant the. <laughs> I I trust you, you that you're all right. Um, how about you, see, the, you hear the, the like the bending and breaking and cracking of the steel behind you as the chains and helmet crush the body underneath. And then disappear into the ground. Oh, that, that, that's definitely gonna hurt him. I have to get back. No. Oh, goodness. Hey, everyone! Three cheers for Monkey Scales! Yip, yip! Hurrah! Yip, yip! Hurrah! Why is no one else doing it with me? Yip, yip! Hurrah! 
you can't cheer for ourselves. Are we, are we allowed to cheer for ourselves? I, don't think I so. feel like it's right. weird to cheer for ourselves if we're I, being. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna go. It was just the one guy. I wanted try to, to clean up, it. and I just walked past the person and just tapped him on the shoulder and just keep walking. We fast forward to that night as you all collectively gather in the tavern just outside the small town where you guys encountered this devil. Not you bothered catching the name of this town. Kind of podunk, small, and... If it weren't for the garrison that was here trying to deal with the, uh, the onslaught of the devil uprising, you wouldn't even really be here. Uh, but, alas, here you are. So, as you guys kind of gather in this tavern, you did manage to catch that name, though. That one seemed to be of importance for some reason. Um, and it's called the Ball Peen, as in the Ball Peen Hammer. And you see there's a uh, there's a grizzly-looking old dwarf behind the uh, counter who has a what looks to be a bullhorn stuck in the skull. In the skull. He kind of looks at you as his left glass eye loose in the socket kind of spirals out of control oi uh, <laughs> you guys looking for something to drink or are you just staying for uh for the night uh can't it be both oh sure 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 <laughs> um do you guys want a table or um booth oh a booth definitely yeah it sounds right all right. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're all right with this one. I named it John Wilkes. Move on over here. Oh, I don't know what that means. You, you know, I've I, I heard of an actor named that. Oh, is he good? Me. I don't know. Apparently, he went out with a bang. Ah, all right. You're over here, right in the corner seat. Your back's to nobody. All right. Now you all have space to sit. Here's your key for your room. I am guessing, off the looks of you all, that uh, two beds will do just fine. I sleep in a cave, so yeah. And I sleep in the rafters. We'll be fine. All right. Well, here's your key. It's on the house. Thank you for protecting our boys. As for your drinks, those unfortunately cannot be on the house. I am broke. So, here you go. Here's your drink menu. I've got the cheap stuff, the good stuff, and the cheap good stuff. Hmm. I I'm going to go for the cheap stuff, unfortunately. I'm not Let's go with the drinker. cheap good stuff. I'm feeling like getting absolutely smashed. You know, the last time you got smashed, you destroyed the tavern we were in. <laughs> you can't say that when the tavern owner's right here. So you well, should leave the staff in the got, room got, at this point. I, I, I thankfully have renter's insurance. No, we're good. He's got renter's insurance. It's fine. Now, Ashwin, that sounds like an invitation. You know what? Then the, let's just go for the cheap good stuff. Why does right. why, why not let's all get hammered? I'll stop like with the cheap good the stuff. Night. I'd like to start the night with a good wine, then I'll oh, switch. A wine. Um, sure, sure, I can, uh... My feet hurt. Right How's that for a wine? 
Hell, always the joker. for you if you ask me nicely. <laughs> Isn't kink was the devil's business, not mine. Uh, and this is the reason why I didn't get married. Now, sir, I want to oh, not sir, feel my face. <laughs> I, I want to not feel my face after one drink. What can you get me uh, that can do that? Uh, he went off to go find wine. Oh, all right. All right, I'm going to run up and put my weapons away. Anybody want me to take anything up there with me? Mine um, stays with me. Yeah, but I've always got my fists. You know what? Here, take my my uh, club. I'll keep my shield on my back. Uh, same. <laughs> I'll hand you my hammer. Alrighty. I'll come with you, dear. Okay. Gotta put my all my things away anyway. Excellent. Let's go. As you see a very illustrious blonde sun elf with this coppery skin, golden eyes, extremely long pointed ears, kind of glide across the floor towards you all. And pulls out a stool and sits on it, places his right leg over his left, looks at you all and says, Well, if it isn't my third favorite young adventuring group do you all fair today i hear that your battle was quite captivating oh it was very kinky the dude had chains captivating in the literal sense you could say it was quite an affair hey why are you guys talking from upstairs just yelling over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can talk when you come back down. We'll save you a drink. By the way, we, we ordered alcohol if you want some. Oh. Be alright. So. Have you made any headway on when you're going to be leaving for the Red Tower? I understand you just finished a very hard mission, and, you know, some good night's sleep is due for you all. But oh. it is of the utmost importance that you all truly embark upon this next quest with urgency, as it is very, very important to his eminence. Well, absolutely. Uh, I imagine tomorrow morning, uh, the moment we're well rested will um I, I don't have to rest for very long at least but um not sure about my uh Sokopi companions here so so question has this been a long rest or uh, you got you guys you, you guys haven't even gotten a rest yet you guys right, just so Segria is sitting there at the table with this open wound and has done nothing about it Oh, um... Oh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I can continue going on. Uh, hon, you're not. I'm gonna place uh, a hand on him and cast Healing Word. No, no, the scar... It'll heal, it'll be fine. It won't, it, I, it's fine. Six heals I, for you. I would like to make it abundantly clear for you all that since you will be representing 
His Eminence Magyar Bofros Lovak, that you all be on your best behavior and be presentable. I will not have His Eminence be made a mockery of to the Red Tower. The Scarlet Sorcerers are, after all, of high importance. Oh, I'm always on my best behavior, and unfortunately, this is my finest outfit that I have. They all match. I truly, deeply hope that you all please don't fuck this up. Oh, certainly not. Do our best. After all, you all only require just this one more completion for the Vermilion line of Lovak to recognize you and your legitimacy when it comes to claims of land. Will we be a second favorite then? We'll see what the Scarlet Sorcerers have to say about you. Then I'll decide. All right. Um, well, well, also, well, if it isn't Ashwin and Heike. Well, 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 if it isn't our beam of sunshine, how are you? Um, you know, absolutely wonderful to hear your voice again. Um, I can't say that every time that I hear it, it's, it reminds me of the time living next to blacksmiths with the sound of steel scraping against steel. Oh, you no, are that... always such a ray of sunshine when you show up. Not wrong, but the sound of hammers hitting something metal is so soothing. Isn't it though? And the way the blacksmiths always hit in rhythm, ugh, you can fall asleep to it. They tend not to like me when I rage because I tend to freeze things. Well, the sound of would you have to steel. stop putting out forges? It is annoying. Yeah, that's why I stayed away from the blacksmith and went with something wood. Probably for the best, dear. You did notice how well your your boopet seemed to work. Yes, that was excellent. Well, well I bopped before. Booped. I I truly hate to intrude upon this astounding conversation, but I really must be on my way. So, are there any questions for myself in regards to your mission? Um, should we buy, uh, Sagria a suit? I think it's important that you look presentable. I think that's a yes. It is up to you to decide to what degree well, the pan pants are like the, the shirt's sleeveless, and he's wearing nice pants, but the only just, thing not is the shirt. Just remember, all of your reputations depend on it as much, if not less, I should say, than the vermilion line of Lovak. So, you know, look presentable. Be presentable. It truly isn't that hard. So this is I'm not a kink thing, then? 
Alright. <laughs> it <on>. could be. <laughs> Why in the world would this be a king thing? Uh, honey, the, the person we fought had chains. It's a continuing joke. I don't think this is the proper time, honestly. <laughs> it's always a good time for a joke. Um, my darling ray of sunshine, should I wear more or less tomorrow? Please wear more. And, you know, you can refer to me by my title, or even just my name. Lestara Ilvindu will do just fine, thank you. You're our lovely ray of sunshine. I okay, Bessie. I see why we're her third favorite. Yes. Third? If it weren't, if it weren't for your popularity amongst the common folk, you'd be a lot further behind. But you do something when it comes to the common folk in terms of rallying their spirits. Called You're having a sense a of humor, Bassie. You should try it sometime. Yeah, I, I'm a hermit that deals with people all the time, so you have to know people to deal with people. Well, you know, we avenge the will of the common folk. that That's what we do. Of course they're going to like us. We're here merely to protect. And also to fight some bitches. So, really, I don't see what's not to love. Oh. If there's nothing else, I'm giving you this one last opportunity for any questions before I take my leave. What would expectations of us be there exactly in terms of what we are supposed to be doing? Ah, uh, yes, yes, that's a good question. The letter from the Scarlet Sorceress said only that you all specifically were requested and that each of you would be playing some sort of part in the recovery of a particularly rare and dangerous plant. Oh, that sounds fun. I was also told that if any of you need it, you all should think about bringing bug repellent. Oh. Hmm. I um, imagine shopping is in the cards tomorrow morning, at least. Um, most bugs you can just swat with a stick. Oh, you're going to need a very big stick. Now, uh, I'll be taking my leave now. Night. So long, good. Good travels, and I will see you in the capital when your job is done. Oh, and don't forget, for those of you who do not know how to read maps or are illiterate, your travels should take about three days. Okay, I, I oh. know you're mentioning me there. It's okay. I just dropped Sigria's back. All right. Um, take care, and... May the vermilion line of Lovak bless you and your travels. Bye, Bassie. Love you. Can't wait to do this again. You see, you see him kind of like cringing as he walks out the door. I, I could tell how much he wanted to exit this conversation. Honestly, you know, it it always could surprises you? people when I tell them I'm actually smart. I, I believe you're smart. I don't I don't see why anyone should should underestimate you. Those capital <sighs> folks always do. You always underestimate all of us. 
I, I, I found the wine. <laughs> Here you go. And he slams an entire cask on the table. All right. Oh, lovely. Oh, okay. The, okay. This will be you fun. You will not believe this. The last that I bought the pub from, forgot it. So I think it's been under there for about 300 years. Now oh, that so it's good. It's exactly so what I this asked for. Is a good wine that it's... will, in fact, melt your face. There you go. And since I wasn't caught by inventory, here's four cups, here's this cask, and don't worry about paying for anything. Um, question like Can we get some cheese? Sure. Sure, I can bring a, I can bring a, a cheese platter, and I think, I think my chef said something about crudites, whatever that is. But I'll bring them over. You've been wonderful tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hand him uh, five gold pieces. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, <clears throat> enjoy, and I'll be back with your food. Thank so you. So where's so the much. cork Perfect. on this barrel? I'm okay. going to reach out and. Grab it and uncork it. It's 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 right not in. even it's, it's not even corked. You see, there's like a there's like a, a metal like plunger type deal on the top that mm. you have to like grab. And when you grab it, it actually like retracts this kind of like weird metal wiry system that cl- clogs up the hole. And so when you grab it, it shrinks up the wiry system, and you can pull it out. That's... Well, I'm gonna do that then. Basically, grab, twist, and yank it out. Grab, twist, yank. I'm very, very good at that. So I'm going to reach out, grab, twist, and yank uh, in order to pour myself some wine. Absolutely hit me up with that. And I will also pour Ashwin some wine. Oh, I'll pour, and I just pick up the uh, kit the barrel and start pouring everybody's glasses so that they don't have to. You 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 see a you see a uh, like a twenty eight year old halfling male that's at the bar just kind of watching and kind of draw hits the floor when you like when you uncork it you hear this loud pop and he's just watching a jaw on the floor. Hey uh, kiddo, you want to come over? Come here. You, you want some? Because we'll share. We appear to have plenty. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm climbing down from the table, putting the open side of the barrel to the sky. Uh, When y'all want refills, let me know and I'll do that again. (laughs) Why, thank you so much. And I'm going to I'm going to sniff the wine and then I am going to take a drink. It tastes absolutely wonderful. A fine, well-aged wine. And you could feel like it's it's it, you can definitely tell that it's 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 wood elven in terms of what kind of varietal it is. As you can taste hints of blackberry, blueberry, and what tastes like a sprig of mistletoe that was once a wash in the in, in the wine when it was fermenting. Goodness me, this is good. If you don't want to feel your face, Lynn, I suggest you drink up. Let's go! I want to fight something. 
So settle down, Ashwin. We can fight later. My cup is empty, and I'm already pouring another one. It tastes okay, but I don't know if you're supposed to drink these slow or fast. Do whatever you feel like. It's alcohol. What does it matter? Free alcohol. So I suggest we enjoy it. Whether that's quickly or not is entirely up to you. Anyone else need a top off? And I automatically fill it up. Top me off, Sag. Fill it up as well. Uh, Lynn, how about you? Do you need a refill as well? Uh, Lynn appears to be just a little bit busy right now. So perhaps soaking in those notes, I guess. I have to find like underclothes tomorrow or overclothes when we go shopping. Something about decent, but I want to bend those rules as best as we can. Well, I mean, I have clothes. They fit me fine. I see no reason to buy some more. Yes, but Vassy said to cover up a little bit more, and I get it, I guess. But I always like having my chest exposed. And really, it's so hard to find a tailor who's going to build in the slits for my wings. Right? Or our tail? Like, we're too far from home. It's hard to find pants that has a tail hole. Normally I have to cut it myself. So inconvenient. I suppose I could find my cleanest pair of traveling clothes. I well, think it's going to take three days to get there, right? So we've got a couple of days sleeves. to make something. Oh, I do have shirts with sleeves, but... Uh, and it's closed. Um, Lynn has been so quiet because every time you set the cask down, she was pouring herself another drink, so she's probably three drinks in at this point. Alright, here's your cheese platter, and here are what my chef calls crudites. To me, they just look like sliced vegetables that have been grilled, but, you know, here they are. Oh, lovely. Oh, thank this you. perfect. Could we also have, perhaps, a loaf of bread to go with cheese? Oh, for sure! And he runs over to the counter, grabs a bread, a loaf of bread and a, and a, and a, and a butcher's knife, and brings it over. I'll set them on the table and and slams the butcher's knife into the table so it's stuck there. There you go. Thanks. Um, do you want to try some of this? Oh no, (laughs) no, I'm good. But you will enjoy. And uh, thank you once again. Such excellent service. Uh, Slide him the gold piece. Thank you. You know. Monkey scales are welcome in the town whenever you like. You know, I still never figured out whose name is that. I do, indeed. It might have been me <laughs> on one of my benders. Sorry. You know, that that, <sighs> that actually tracks. I say we tracks. own it. Well, we are scaly monkeys or monkey hey. scales, whatever you want to call us. I'm going to hold up my... my glass or mug or whatever this is to the monkey scales let's rock this capital visit 
So I am now lifting up the barrel, not even drinking yeah. from my cup anymore. Let's do this. Get it, Tag. Let's go. <laughs> to the monkey scales. The monkey scales. Monkey scales. scales. Monkey scales. Me too. I pound another one down. I feel everybody's glass and then just take a swig from the barrel. As the night blurs away and you all enjoy each other's company, you feel the grace of the sinner be brought upon you all as hedonism, debauchery, and overindulgence and take you all. I overtake you all. As you all awake in a blur together in your uh, conjoined room, you collectively wake up, refresh yourselves, gather your belongings, and head downstairs to get your day started. Does that count as a long rest? Yes. Beauty. Alright. What do you all do? Uh, shopping, maybe? Well, once I grab my club and climb out from underneath the bed, I'm looking around. Uh, anyone else hungry? Absolutely. I would Let's love eat a coffee. And then go get food. Do they? They may have coffee. Ashwin, I can't recall. Did anything get destroyed last night? I guess we'll find out when we go downstairs. Far oh, as okay. I know, only our booth and the two adjacent. Well, I do remember throwing a chair, but I don't remember why. You guys all head collectively downstairs. You take a look at the field around you. The bar top is cut strictly in half. Uh, looking over, all the tables have been overturned and smashed and turned into firewood that's been oh. sitting up by the fireplace. Um, the fireplace itself has a javelin that's thrown into the back of it. Um, and you can see that... Uh, there's been multiple spots where the javelin was thrown higher and higher, so it looks like you guys were um, collectively trying to go at, see how low you can get underneath it. Um, and then on top of that, you can see what looks to be the halfling who is asleep, hung from the collar of his shirt from the chandelier. Uh, he's alive, that's, right? That, that's my uh... javelin. <laughs> And Ashwin, I'm pretty sure you did the sand chandelier person. Make sure I, yeah, I'll, I'll get him. I'll get I, him. I go I'm yank sorry. my javelin out of the I'll wall. Stop. I'll get him down, and I'll fly up and unhook him and carry him down. As, like, he, as, he, as he comes down, he kind of looks at you with this like look in his eye, and he says, Yeah. for you. I, I, I become an adult in a few more years. Oh, no, no. Put him, put oh, him down. Let's walk away. Kid, 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 calm down. I'm gonna set the boy down and pat I'll him gently you. on the head. I'll, I'll wait for you. I guarantee I, I, you, will, you will be waiting quite a long time. Yeah, you, you might him. want to find somebody else. Perhaps another halfling? Definitely don't wait, kids. So your wild oats when you're young, okay? Not right now. Not right now. But, you know, don't don't wait but, for any of us. But I, I'm not a farmer. I'm a leather worker apprentice. Okay, when sowing oats and I lean in and whisper what it means to the kids. <laughs> Whoa. 
I never yeah. would have thought of that. That that's what it means. It's an innuendo. Now go and I literally pick him up and put a, put him on my shoulder and like stare at him in the eyes. So your oats and put him back down. He goes running out the front door. All right. Okay. You know, I think I just turned somebody to the center. I think I was just going to tell him it's never too late to become an adventurer, but I I guess I don't know what we've done. Hey, there are some adventurers that do nothing but sow their oats. That's true. Like, it's a whole, there's like college for it, right? It's a bard. Oh, I did that when I was younger. Probably have a few kids that I don't know of. What exactly do you think we did that he's insisting he'll wait? I think he might have just, you know, gotten really drunk and fallen in love with you. Can I look at our outfits mm. and see if anything is different? I mean, my outfit definitely got ten times sluttier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you guys just look like sluttier versions of your usual selves. Where's my shirt? And why am I only in my underwear? Yeah, I need to find my tailcoat. Normally all my stuff's in my bag and I look at it. it, Is it there? Uh, Yeah, it's there. You know what? I'm just going to walk out of town like this and put my clothes on as we go. As you're kind of as you're kind of digging through your bag, as you guys all start heading out of the tavern and into the town, um, you, you notice that there's also a wedding gown in your bag. In mine? Yeah. What if you, wait. Uh, I have a wedding gown Zach, in my bag. What did you do? Who's? Who did you marry? I don't know. Whose uh, wedding per- did you disturb? I, I don't know, but this is going to be hilarious finding this out. Was there a wedding here that we completely forgot about? We weren't invited to one, were we? I think we might have invited <laughs> ourselves. Ten gold on the table, like whatever flat surface. Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> just like mitigate so you, the damage. I'm gonna leave nine. So for the audience, what you see is like shorts, and then like in the back, just a hole for the tail, like near the top. Uh, I definitely, definitely will be able to fit the suit on now. But I'm still wondering where I got the wedding gown from. I'm concerned. Now that actually might be helpful if one of us wanted to wear it. This does look like it might be my size. And I'm going to hold it, I'm going to grab the wedding gown and shake it out and hold it up to myself. You notice that there's holes cut out in the back for wings. Oh, excellent, I Goodness, think. Goodness, this might just be for me. Um, I'm going to... And why do I have it? I don't think I have an answer for you. Why don't we all check our bags and see what else is in there that we can find? Yeah, I'm going to check mine. I'll check yeah, my bag. I, I'll also do that. Um, So... Ashwin, starting off with you, in your bag, the only thing out of the ordinary that you find is you find a, what looks like a caricature art of Haika, the halfling that you just encountered, and 
SAG all together. And it has Heika in the in the gown and the halfling in the clothes that he was wearing. And then SAG in the back uh, between the two of them um, reading from a book. And it looks to be in some kind of uh, temple. And it looks maybe like it might be to the Inevitable or Dendar. You're not too sure. <laughs> you guys are gonna believe this! I just hold up what, the caricature. Oh, as, no. As soon as I see it, I start giggling. Well, I am a... I can technically legally marry people. I'm... I'm sorry, Heika. Can you nullify that, Sag? Oh, yeah. I just have to find the book that I was using. Does he have to be here for that to happen? No, 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 no. It's not... It, it's very easy to undo a wedding. I've done three myself. <laughs> On myself. <laughs> This is very odd, you know. I've married, I've, <laughs> I've married a half orc, two elves, and a dragonborn, but never a halfling. I mean, it honestly sounds like you're running the gauntlet over there, Heika. Come on. So my my first ex-wife was an elf, then it was a giant. Then it was a dwarf. And Lynn, you find a small wooden box with some kind of runic symbol burned into it. Oh. I um I suppose I'll uh, open it. You open it up and you are looking at a very, very intricate green, black, and white gem spiraling colors throughout it and the size and the intricateness of this gem you'd guess that this thing is at least at least 50,000 gold pieces worth uh um I'm gonna do a little bit of a sleight of hand to look like nothing I didn't find anything special just this box and then I cut the other thing that you find is you you find a piece of parchment that has oh, no. your marriage contract on it. Oh no! Uh, and it says your name right there alongside, and it, it's in really bad, really bad scribbles. Um, and then right beside it, you see the halfling's name, and it says his name's uh, Gilbert Tenpenny. And then it says officiated by, and then it's just signed S A G, and then scribbles. And there's also there's also what you're fairly certain and hopeful is a drool stain on the corner of the map, or on the corner of the parchment. Oh goodness! I think I did actually marry a halfling. Yes, and I can nullify that real real quick for you. Oh, thank you, Sag. This is. I mean, it's just burn your marriage certificate, right? <laughs> like, we don't need that. Um, I'd like to do an insight check against Lynn's sleight of hand. That, that would be an insight. That would be a perception. All right. Okay, let's do that then. 
Uh, I got a 16. Well, damn, I only got a 9. Hmm. What a strange box. Very odd indeed. What's this rune on top? Do you know what this means? Um, can I tell what language it's in? You have no idea. I have no idea. Do any well, of us have an idea? No, none of you have any idea. Very odd indeed. Well, I suppose we should go shopping then. Yes, time to get something less provocative. Yes, Vistara did uh, indicate how important it was that we show up early. I have this ridiculous wedding dress. You do. But the rest of you need something them. fancy. We could dye that. I do have my leather kit with me. I have, um, let's see, I have got black, red, and uh, green dye. Oh, 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 adventures, thank you. Thank goodness you're awake. As you see a, um, what looks to be a, what looks to be a human, except for the fact that, uh, he's got extremely long fingers that kind of turn into claws at the end. He kind of walks over to you all. He's kind of lanky and thin. Oh, um, you see, I'm just a humble shopkeep from down the road. I had my shop broken into last night by bandits or thugs. And it seems that they've stolen one of my most precious items. I was hoping, since you all are the adventuring sort, that you might be able to assist me in finding out where these bandits went. You see, the item is quite precious to me and extremely valuable. And I'd be willing to, to pay handsomely for its return. What is it that you're missing? Well, it's a rather intricate gem that once belonged to, well, that once belonged to a very particular group of knights that fought in the War of Valnura. Well, we do have a job today, but um, how handsome the reward? Oh, I'd, I'd be willing to pay 2,000 gold for its safe return. Did you get a good look at these bandits? Oh, and by the way, uh, the how you nullify a, a license is you burn it. Perfect. I'm just gonna whip out a, a flint box and and strike it, and light the light the marriage certificate on fire, just as he's standing here watching. Oh, um. Uh, Lynn's gonna oh. walk away for a moment. Right. I mean, we can keep an eye out for any bandits or um, this gem. Like, what color is it? Uh, what's like the pattern? You said it was carved, right? Intricately. What's the pattern look yes. like? Yes, it's a it's a very intricate green, white, and black gem. Uh, it's in a very intricate box with a wood-burned engraving upon the top from the ancient language of Valnura, and it's... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You said it's in a wooden box 
with some runes on top? When, uh, when, yeah. when I'm out of sight, um, I'm gonna make just a quick history check to tell how much trouble I would be in if I didn't give this up right now. Uh, go ahead and make a history check. <laughs> That's a 15. Okay, um, based off the context you've gotten, uh, you know that this particular order of knights, um, would touch this gem upon graduating their knighthood and supposedly when they did they were granted powers akin to the original of the serpent knights and it's not exactly false based off the accounts either all right um hmm hmm Tempting, tempting. All right. Um, I'm going to walk back out um, holding the box and say, well, we had a pretty rowdy night last night. And in fact, um, we did happen upon a couple of bandits and we did find this box here. And I hand it to the guy. Deception check. <laughs> I know. This is my one non-charisma character. <laughs> Eleven. I would like to glare at... I would like to glare at Lynn and somehow also give the help action. <laughs> I'm roll again. I'm tell you right now, this insight is a 16. Shit. All right. The nine. Uh, for the love of God. You. Yeah, I have a 15 for my insight as well. You're only telling me this. Why haven't we all heard of it? Are you, mm, you broke into my shop, didn't you? Genuinely? I don't believe there was any actual breaking and entering. I am, however, fairly certain that she uh, did, in fact, take the gem. I, uh, frankly do not remember. Well, for your service to our town, just return the gem to me and all's forgiven. Oh, yeah, um, I hand it immediately to you. And as you do, you see the eyes turn dark purple. Oh, that was a mistake. Thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Flash of purple. Fuck morality! And you hear the sound of slithering. I look at Heike. The sound dissipates from around you. The glimmer around the town turns away and you are looking at nothing but ruins. Um, oh. What just happened? What in all the hells just happened? I'm, I'm never doing anything nice ever again. I want uh, y'all to know that. Do, do you that, that ever is do the lesson nice? we need to take from this. What happened? What just happened? So there was this gem in that box. Um, okay, no, I got that part. Why are we standing in a ruined town? Uh, something to do with the gem in the box and the guy with the purple eyes? Where did he go? Does it does it look like this town has been 
uh, ruinous for quite a long time? No, it, this town, there's fresh rubble and smoke and ash. And you can actually see some parts of the town that are still on fire. Um, as you can see, off in the distance, a corral, a corralled area where a multitude of injured and dead from the town are currently propped up. Oh, biting auspicious's beard. I'm I'm mm. running towards that to see what I can do to help. Me too. As you see yep. the, the barkeep from earlier. Oh uh, thank you for I was worried about you all. You all the defense of us all last night. It uh it saved many of us and I am eternally grateful. So thank you. Um, so I hate to be the one to say this, but, um, what exactly happened here? We... By the Night Serpent. And you all defended us. Defended us from wrath. But it was for naught. Each of you not unconscious. But one of you, I believe it was you, Lynn, was confident in your abilities and made safe the artifact that Dendar was trying so desperately to get a hold of. So I ask that you all head for the Scarlet Sorcerers of the Red Tower. Bring word of the attack so that they may send someone for help. Um, oh, um, uh, monkey scales, could we come talk over here? Just that sounds right. Yeah, could we? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a little corn flab. You, you stay here, we'll be right back. All, all right, all right, what the fuck? I was feeling really bad, okay? I felt bad. We fought Dendar, and somehow you managed to steal that, and now she's got it, and this is bad, right? Yeah, it's all bad. We are fighting the person with chains. Do we now have to go back to Dendar? Find Dendar? I I think our mission remains the same. Right? Like, we still have... We have to get help. At the very least, finding yeah. Dendar is not... Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised we're alive. I also am. That's... Frankly insane that that happened. Is this... I don't even know. Are we in an illusion or something? Like, how did we do that? I don't know. I'm it, not smart maybe it was the wine. I'm sorry. Honest, it, could it have been the wine that got us that I mean, hammered? the wine always not, gets us that hammered. Oh, we apparently yes, perhaps, fought like demons, though, so that's cool. Perhaps it was magical wine. And we... Ah. And and we had we I don't know we gained special skills that allowed us to fight Dendar and walk away. Very fair. I perhaps the the mages might be able to help us um, figure out what's going on. Uh, maybe. Uh, 
Oh, I don't like... Three-day trip to the Red Tower. Yes. So we may as well wrap things up here and then head on our way. Yes, um, but we don't tell them that we lost the gem, right? We no, tell we them don't tell absolutely them nothing. Okay, excellent. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Zag, you've been super quiet. I don't like that. Sorry, I'm trying to completely understand this all. Head still hurts. And this is a lot to understand that we fought the slaver, but weren't fighting the slaver, but was actually fighting Dendar. No, no, I think those are separate events. I think after we got drunk, we fought Dendar. Okay, I thought that was the same event, because now if we were drunk... I, I hope we weren't fighting with Dendar, that would be bad. Drunk fighting is normally what we do every so often, but still a little bit heavy to handle, if you know what I mean. What was in that wine again? Uh, well, it, it tasted faintly of, um, of mistletoe, I believe, and I, I don't remember. Um, is anyone else skilled in medicine? Uh, not, uh, not particularly. Not really. I could, I can help where I can. I, 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 I am quite proficient in medicine, yes. So I was going to say, perhaps if we could try to, um, determine any special properties of mistletoe. Uh, let's see what I remember. That would be a nature check. Okay. Oh, oh well, I do that. That's kind of my bag a little bit. I wish it was a medicine check, though. I got a seven. Would you like me to help you? Please. Okay. Have the help action. Uh, that's a little better. That's a 15. There aren't any particularly potent effects of mistletoe but in conjunction with the berries that were part of the brew you notice that uh, it does tend to create uh, memory loss uh, it's just occurring to me that there are other berries in the wine as well and the berries mixed with the mistletoe can cause quite a bit of memory loss well, More so than your usual wine. That's great. Uh, we should probably... You know, <laughs> we should probably go. I was going to say, though, it is awfully suspicious that the uh, tavern owner gave us some random drink for free that would make us lose our memories. I mean, I don't think he did it on purpose. We asked for a thing that he didn't have, and he found something for us. Unless Dendar left it there. I'm Unless sorry. The tavern owner was Dendar. After that purple-eyed person, I'm I'm not very trusting at the moment. 
Perhaps we should go back and talk to the taverner. Anybody remember his name? The the tavern owner with the horn in his head? No, I I was not paying attention. Okay, I just I don't uh, remember. I don't either. Really crazy person. We though. have to get better at remembering people's names, you guys. Yeah, probably. I remember faces unless it's written down and you see him pull out an old bounty with an X across it, and it's written down like this. I don't pay attention, and he folds it back up and shoves it back in his bag. That's fair. I don't know if we ever even asked, honestly. That was rude of us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, do we need to talk about anything else in our little group here before we go back and help the townsfolk, or? Um. Let's just go help. See what we yeah, can do. Let's go see what we can do. Okay. Uh. I'm going to start walking that direction. Yep. I'll follow along. Is the tavern owner still there? Yeah, you see him. Um, excuse me, sir. What, What is your name? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I, I forgot. So, usually everyone just calls me Hornhead. 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 You you know Okay, that we can call you Jorge like, if that works better. Yes, Jorge sounds better than Hornhead because Jorge? That, uh yeah, Jorge. Okay, that's a very exotic. Now um, I mean Jorge, it's did you <laughs> Did you um did you know by chance what the effects of that brew you had would be? Yes. Uh, no. Special effects? Yes. Oh, no, I just found it in my cellar. I insight check. Insight check. Go ahead. 16. Dirty 20. He's being, he's being honest. Six. Fuck. Well, Jorge, is there... Are there any... Are there any villagers that need healing? I, I think we'll be able to manage all right here. Um, just fine. Uh... Is well, there I anyone think... near death that that could use some assistance? Uh, no. Um, most everyone is either dead or recovering. So we should be all right here. Um, but I think getting reinforcements would be the the top priority. Right. Well, my my friends and I we. We need some cleaner clothes in order to go fetch some assistance. Do you, do you or any of the other villagers perhaps have something we might be able to borrow? Sure. And he goes over to a pile of clothes and kind of just gestures at it. Here you go. It's everything we were able to salvage. Uh, 
picked out whatever you need. Thank you, Jorge. This is a big help. Of course. All right, friends. Rifle through the pile, see what fits. We have to get on our move. All right. While they do that, I'm going to um, take my wedding dress and kind of tear the hem so that it's a little bit shorter. And I'm going to split one of the side seams so that um, the slit comes up to about mid-thigh. Um, so that it's just a little bit easier to move in in the event of a fight. What did the rest of y'all do? I think I probably just sigh and reach into my bag and grab my backup leathers, which are actually protective because they're stock. Just put those I on. Pull out my nice clothes and put them on. Um. Yes, I kind of put my uh, pico or long coat back on, just kind of button up. Um, are there any holes that I can see? Uh, no. All right. Are we all feeling presentable then? Yes. Are we all feeling presentable enough that our little ray of sunshine is not going to get angry? I feel like I can't move in this, so I think Cassie will be fine. Definitely got to cut some holes in pieces of this, though. I'm going to start, like, actively using my leather working tools to, like, cut pieces off of this leather that make this a little bit more sexy. Ooh. Alright. Alright, I guess we're... Are we ready to move out? Are we... Are we walking the whole way? Well, I mean, we can fly, but... Once our wings get tired, we can use our feet, and so on and so forth. Mm. All right. Start walking. Thank you, townsfolk. We will bring help as soon as we can. Try not to worry about Dendar in the meantime. Aye, and thank you once again, Monkey Scales. You truly are heroes amongst people. Thank you for your kind words. So we're off then. As you all head on your travel routes ahead. As you all continue walking, enjoying the, uh, the fresh air, the absolute joy that is Windrush in this part of the country, you travel through the, the hillside into the forest, continuing on the trail, 
it's rather quiet and peaceful. Um, and I would like for one of you all, whoever is in the lead, to roll me a d6, please. Um. Uh, who would I, lead? I mean, I'll be wherever we need. Yeah, I'm, I I'm like... a body, so, like, I could be in the lead to soak up some damage if that's what we want. Same. So I think, yeah. like, either me or Sag in the front and then the other of us in the back. That sounds right. I was thinking since since Lynn and I can fly, one of us would probably be in the front scouting ahead. You know, that's also fair. That's fair. Uh, what's your perception? Uh, plus five. I have a plus six, so it probably would have All been right. me. Yeah, you do it. All right. So scouting ahead, that's a six. All right. As you're coming along, you see a small glint in the forest tree line up ahead. And I'm not exactly to make out what it is, but you do see it in enough time that you're not just on it. It's roughly about 120 feet away. All right. I turn to the rest of the party and I say, there's a slight uh, glow about 120 feet away. Does it look damaging? Glow? Yes, the, a glow? Like, like kind of a, like a, like a shine? Sunlight? No, not like that. What color is the glow? Is it like fire or is it like... Is it like white? Like a glint of metal. Uh, like kind of like a uh, like metal, like the sun uh, glinting off of metal. Mm, probably quiet then. Yeah. I don't imagine it's going to be necessarily dangerous. Um, and I'm going to kind of fall back to the ground. And what do you all do? You guys continue traveling on. You will be walking towards it if you do. Um, if we if we continue on, is there what what does the terrain look like? Are there trees? Are there rocks? Yeah, it's like it's like a it's it's like kind of like a oak like forest. Um, large trees, small trail that you guys are walking along. And the glints up in the grass in near a base of a tree, about 120 feet away. To be safe, because we have we have no idea if this is Dendar's Dendar's people or someone friendly. I I would say that we should perhaps walk through the trees on the opposite side of the lane until we know. You know that yeah. sounds like a good idea, especially Ashwin and myself could go through the trees and give a higher uh, advantage of seeing what's there. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely no, wait, time no to climb up the... into a tree and be quiet. Yeah, and, and no offense to y'all, your wings kind of give you away. That's fair. That's entirely fair. I mean, I can tuck them into my back. 
No, no, no. When you're flying, it gives you away, not when you're uh, walking. That's yes. what I'm saying. It's like that way you're not trying to fly through the leaves. Yes, yes, quite. So you, you'll go through the treetops and we'll stay near the bottom. Uh, Ashwin, you, you go up front, remember the, the signs, and I'll try to stay above them so that I can tell them what you see. All right. And uh, I basically climb up the first tree I can find. <clears throat> and I go to the opposite side of the path and climb up the tree uh, on that side so we can, can go. As you all start heading around where this area is at, you see this pond about 60 feet across, about 80 feet on the opposite side. Uh, so not too big, but big, but bigger for a pond, but nowhere near lake sized. Um, and as you do, you see the glint, like silvery metal in the middle of the lake glowing and glistening you can see the outline of a sword is it an attractive looking sword it's silvery from what you can tell here but you can't make out exactly any details about it only that it's glowing glowing in the sun the sunlight no it doesn't feel right to be glowing in the sunlight it's something else but glowing nonetheless i want it does anyone else want to go get it or shall i part of me says yes but i normally stick with wooden weapons because i tend to break lots of metal ones and wood yes, is easy to replace I think you should try it. I don't think it, it doesn't look too dangerous, really. You could get a cool new sword out of it. Um, could we just do like a, a general look around? Because this feels like like after what happened in town, maybe we just you know, a little caution. Yes, alright, alright. Right. You're right, I forgot not to be so trusting like to do an investigation check to see if there's anything else curious around this pond. It's a quiet pond. Would make an investigation check? <laughs> that would be a gnat one. It's um. a very, very quiet pond. Not a whole lot around. It's very serene and beautiful and captivating like everything else all the worries in the world around you kind of just fade away as you're met with this purity with yourself and with everything around you really i think you i should see, just go get the sword you hmm. see the reflection of a full moon even though it's midday in the pool Glistening, solid, glowing. What do you do? 
I would like to I would like to wade into the water and try and grab the sword. You know I can freeze the water for you, right? You wade into the water and it you feel it around you. You feel the water touching your skin, but you are not wet. As if the water is just just touching you enough to be around you, but not not fully there. As you head towards the sword, you can see the beautiful scimitar embedded in the ground. As you reach closer and closer to it, you see the beauty of it. You see this silvered weapon, this beautiful ivory handle. You see the gems encrusted upon it. You see that it's glowing a soft moonlit radiance. As you approach it, you feel it ringing quietly like a hum in your ears as you stretch your hand out for it. What do you do? Well, since none of my fellows are reacting in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to reach my hand out and grab it. You think she'll be okay out there? A beautiful, beautiful, elegant-looking woman with glowing white hair, these soft black eyes glistening with starlight, whose body may or may not even be truly here with you, semi-transparent, like made of stars, looks down upon you. You... You who would be Moonwalker, I ask, as Crestfall demand for your confession. For my confession? Yes, Crestfall demands a confession. A confession that you do not want to face. I... Face your guilt. That is the price to wield Crestfall, Hika the Protector. For you will need it in your bouts to come.
face my guilt, but... Well, I... I mean... Um, what is what does Heiga look like right now from this distance as we're sort of keeping an eye on her? Yeah, as you guys are kind of keeping an eye on her, you just see her standing there, holding the the hilt of the sword as it's still embedded in the uh, stone. The water just kind of lapping on her on her legs. She just stands there, affixed and almost in a trance. Heika, you good? Uh, are you okay? You alright? Can you hear us? There's no response. Alright, I'm gonna go up to her and, like, uh, kinda put a hand on her shoulder. As you go to head into the water, you... The water itself bubbles and boils under your feet as you kind of take a small bit of burning fiery damage from the water as you take one point of fire damage as the water right. seems bubbling hot to you. Does my resistance cancel that out? Nope. Alright. Have I made it to her? No, you, you, you literally can't head into the water. Hmm. Something, something, you feel the burn from it, and something immediately causes your foot to push back. Alright, what if I fly? You can certainly try. Alright, I'm gonna jump up off the ground and start to fly over towards her. A gale of wind pushes you away. Alright, so some weird supernatural force doesn't want us to get to her. Uh, then let's leave her be. I suppose. And I'm just gonna kind of sit cross-legged, staring at the water, waiting. There uh, was unless a boy. Being... Sorry? There was a boy. His... His name was Kusar. And... He never took a liking to me. He never trusted me. My name, the protector, it's all fake. It was a joke from him. He, he would mock me. And he refused any of my training, any of my teachings. And he'd mock me calling me the protector over and over and over again. Oh, Hiker the protector, looking after the little ones. Hiker the protector couldn't even protect her own family. And he wasn't wrong. 
but I couldn't have him telling anyone else that, could I? When they found him in the river, I had to pretend I was upset because he was supposed to be one of mine. His skin was pale and he was cold and... Well, there was no bringing him back by that point. Hiker the protector. didn't protect him. See how just as you must live to the name of the protector, you must also live to the name Moonwalker. Do not forget the places you came from or your failings, for we are all flawed. Remember your enemies and their flaws, just as much as your allies and theirs. I will. The blade lifts from your hands. And you find yourself standing in a meadow, no water in sight. Your allies around at the trees around you. That's the rest of you all see this water in the, in the pond spring up into the sky, splash across the horizon, painting the sky blue and fading into black, leaving stars and streaks across the sky, as it is now nighttime. Oh, apparently not the strangest thing we've done today, but let's go see if she's okay. And I just stand and start walking. Yeah, hop out of the her. tree and go check on her. Oh. You okay, Heika? I don't know why You're it's right. nighttime now, but that looked pretty intense. Um, I'm just gonna stare down at, um, at the sword in my hand, and, and look up at them with wide eyes. That was phenomenal. Well, that's, that's great. Um... I, I can tell that made you very happy. What exactly happened? I had to... Could you not hear me? No. We heard nothing other than you staring at the sword. Yeah, you stood in complete silence for a solid... Uh, ten minutes, I think? Well, I had to confess to something, and and now I am Hiker 
the moonwalker. That's cool. That sounds awesome. Sounds like a promotion to me. How you feeling, like, physically? I feel... Oh, I feel... I feel very good. Lighter, I think. Do you know what I mean? When you're... When there's something heavy weighing on your conscience and you finally admit to it? Depending I, I, on the situation, yes. I suppose I just feel better. Depending on, like I said, depending on the situation, it might help you feel better, but my biggest regret is not actually talking to my kid. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to get that off your chest. I got a letter like three months ago saying I had a kid, no address, no name, no nothing. So, so that was the sowing the oats bit. Yeah, I have no idea if I actually do or not. Um, and Heika, I, you mentioned you shared something as well. If you wish to share it with us, that's fine. But if not, as long as you feel that you've got that weight off of your shoulders, that's what's important. I'm going to smile at Lynn and put a hand on, on Sag's shoulder. It was, it was centuries ago now, but there was a boy. He, he grated on my nerves. So I did something about it. I'm not proud of it. He's gone now, but... He's gone, and I have this. I'm just gonna hold up the sword. Turn it around. <laughs> well, that seems like a good enough trade, then. You're not wrong, but... And... I look directly at her. The first one's always the hardest. And then I kind of break the hand off my shoulder. And, Is it this way we gotta go? Uh, yes. Perhaps we should continue on. Um, I'm very happy for you, Haika. Uh, DM, do I have a, a sheath for this sword that I can put it in? No, you do or not. Does it just magically... I just hold the thing. Cool. Just hold the thing. I'm just gonna hold the thing, then. Um, every now and then, I'll, I'll test it on just, like, really long blades of grass. If they're all yeah. clumped together, I'm just gonna swing it at the grass and slice the heads off. <laughs> no, it just feels insanely light, like you're swinging almost nothing. As it just glides right through it and you can hear the, the faint the faint sound of it slicing through the wind as it as it as the strokes fall 
back and forth. As you all continue onwards, traveling for a little bit further before you reach a, a point where you're going to need to uh, to either rest or or something, as it's about eleven o'clock at night. Um, you reach an area; it's a little bit off of the path. Uh, you can see that uh, there's a small little altar to what is essentially uh, was essentially a small little altar for local farmers uh, to give offerings to Quetzalcoatl um, you can see some bits of wheat and barley and you can also see uh, some small bits of water that are staff near the altar. It's a good area to rest. Hmm. Perhaps um, we should take a break. I agree. Um, Heike, since we only need around four hours each of us, do you want to perhaps take a split watch duty as the other two sleep? Absolutely. I'll I'll take first watch if you don't mind. No, certainly not. I did take a little bit of damage trying to walk up and talk to you. The water uh, that you were standing in just started to boil. Goodness, do you need? No, no. Don't waste any on me right now. The sleep will do it. I can make us a fire. If we've got enough sticks. That would be nice. We are in the forest, after all. Well, we want to make sure we don't set the forest on fire. And I make a quick little fire plate, uh, campfire, light it up, and kind of sit staring at the fire. Hmm. This is nice. And uh, Lynn's going to cross her legs and kind of put her uh, palms on her knees and go into a bit of a meditative trance. Uh, Kit, uh, mm. Hiker is going to sit down and uh, facing the fire and um, just kind of sitting up straight, looking around. You're welcome to rest. And she smiles at Ashwin and says, I probably just um, find a tree with like a good little nook in it where the, the branch meets the trunk and just kind of stretch really big, anchor myself, and then um, probably just fall right off to sleep. All right, who's on guard? 
I am. Alright, uh, roll me is watching as well, but not really. Roll a what now? E6, please. That is a respectable four. Alright, um, your watch goes off with not a whole lot going on. Really quiet, really peaceful. Crestfall just kind of humming in your hand softly in the moonlight. As it slowly fades into about three o'clock in the morning are you going to continue to pull watch or are you going to switch out with somebody else uh, i'm going to gently wake lynn from from her um meditative state hmm that was lovely how's the watch uneventful well it's quiet it's very relaxing Yes, I I suppose that's the best we can hope for, but then again, I'm sure you were a little eager to get to swing that sword. Little bit. Little bit. It's quite a gorgeous piece, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I'm sure you'll get plenty of use out of it, of it tomorrow, or uh, whatever strange things we end up encountering on the road. And uh, Heike is going to fly up to a rather tall branch on a nearby tree and kind of curl up against the trunk um, and go into a bit of a trance. All right. Lynn, can you roll me a d6, please? All right. That's a five. Alright, so it's once again a rather peaceful night. Nothing really happens. It's quiet. You hear the sounds of the birds chirping away and the crickets also chirping away and very serene, calming. Especially after the long drawn out experience you all have had. Hmm. As the sun rises above the hillside and you can see the path illuminated ahead. Off in the distance you can see the red tower glistening. Hmm. As everyone else arouses from their slumber. Good morning, friends. You notice uh, that I have tears kind of coming from my eyes, but I don't say anything about it. Just coffee. Need to make coffee. Do you have coffee? Might in my mess kit. I'll check and I start looking through the mess kit to see if there's anything to make coffee with. <laughs> um, you guys are kind of relaxing, getting your morning routine going and getting out caught up with everything and 
as you get everything put together, get your coffee, get your breakfast, and get everything packed up from resting, you get ready to head out on the road again. Who's all? Who's who's leading? Who's taking point this time around? Uh, I'll be at the back this time. I can still take point if y'all want. Okay. I can't um, do the British accent and y'all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay to take point if you don't mind some aimless sword sword swinging. Well, uh, I'll take take everything from the rear. <laughs> you mean right, if that's how you want it? <laughs> Would not now be the first that time. Sounds probably like won't be the thing. last. I'm gonna stand beside you, if you don't mind, Sagria. Sure, company's always welcome. Or at least fly slightly above you. All right, then, Heiko, give me a D6 roll. That is a four. You travel along, it's once again, just really peaceful, serene, and quiet, almost discomfortingly so. Like, you haven't encountered any problems since you left the town. As you travel along, you can see the red tower growing larger and larger in the distance. You feel like if you were to travel on, you might be able to make it there by midnight tonight. Or you guys could rest and get there tomorrow morning. Well, friends, the as you can see, the towers is just ahead. If we if we keep on walking, we could reach it by midnight. Or well, we could rest the, and here, go in the, the morning. Thing, though. If we put on our ni nice clothes now and walk till midnight, it'll be dirty. But if we ch change in the morning once we get closer, we'll still look clean. True. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with Sag on this one. I'd rather not show up at midnight. I feel like waking up wizards is maybe not the best plan. Do wizards sleep at midnight? Is that the bedtime? I don't know, but have you ever met an angry <laughs> wizard? They light things on fire like nothing. Yeah, depending That's on true. the wizard, they, they can get very chaotic. That's very true. All right, You're definitely yeah. not wrong. I support the, the team's decision here. All right, well, let's walk on then uh, until nightfall, and then we'll... We'll rest and we'll change and carry on in the morning. So you guys are walking along and you find a nice rest spot a little bit further ahead. Uh, nestled up against a grove of trees, you can see some blackberry bushes and you can see tracks for rabbits that are in and out of this area. Very, mm -hmm. very quiet, small uh, rest area about 25 feet off of the trail. Uh, meat tonight or berries? I was going to say meat. Rations. 
Let's uh, let's go for meat. I've got uh, a couple of traps I could set up. Yeah, I'll make another fire, and I quickly kind of make another little campfire. I uh, I pull out my hammer. I'm just gonna fly up and look around for rabbits. All right, I'm give me a head off. <laughs> All right, Heike, you can give me a survival check for your trap setting. Uh, that's a fifteen. Can I help Heike with her traps? Uh, I got a twenty-one. Right, well, roll with advantage because you got help. Okay. And then I got a 19, so 21. All right. Um, so as Heike's setting up the traps, uh, Lynn, you spot a big, big rabbit, maybe about 35, 45 pounds. Okay. Rabbit. That's big one. Um, <laughs> and you see it, and you kind of just dart for it, getting ready to swing at it. Yeah. And as you and as you do, it rounds the corner and rounds the corner and goes lurches right into one of Heika's traps as it you hear the trap snap and catch one of the one of catches a really large rabbit right by the foot. And there we go. As it tumbles and, and tumbles across the ground and starts twitching. It's still alive. It's still alive. You wanna finish it? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take my hammer down on it. Alright, roll to hit with advantage. Okay. <laughs> Feels wrong for Ty, but right for Lynn. Uh that's a twelve on the rabbit. Alright, as you bring your hammer right down upon it, roll damage. Oh god. <laughs> Don't I don't want to drag this out. All right, uh, this was two-handed, so that's one d ten plus four. Okay. All right, that's eleven damage. As you rush the head of this rabbit completely in, as it stops twitching in the trap, and blood kind of just getting spewed everywhere. You even catch some from even you even catch from your height. You even catch some gray matter all up in your all up in your chest. Uh, she kind of like chuckles a little bit and then looks up at Heika and says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to kill it with your sword?" Well, I had thought to, but I suppose this works as well. <laughs> I just pick up my warhammer and like kind of brush a little bit of the gray matter off. I'm sorry. You are not. Don't lie. I got excited. I walk up, take the rabbit, let's start cooking it, and then I quickly skin it and get it prepared to put on the fire. Uh, can I forage for some, like, herbs or spices that we can use? Would that be a nature uh, check? Yeah, go ahead. Make a nature check. Uh, I did a survival check to make sure I get the pelt off relatively well, and that's a 17. Okay. That's a 13 for my nature check. Uh, yeah, you find uh, you find some nice little bushels of uh, what look to be uh, lemongrass, 
find some nice a nice little spot with some some, some basil and you even find some wild sugarcane lovely gonna bring them over to the fire and uh clean off clean off a relatively flat rock beside our fire and start crushing up um the the things that i've found to make a bit of a paste and then i'll spread it all over the rabbit you know i have a pestle and mortar right oh this worked wow. just fine you realizing right about now right about now sag that your fire's too small i start making it bigger apparently i underestimated the size of the fire needed I think you underestimated the size of the rabbit we'd catch. Not wrong. It's a large rabbit. It is massive. And it's all for you three. I'm gonna go look for vegetable food. There oh. are, there there are, I forgot that you... There are the two uh, berry bushes that are right there. Uh, one's blackberry um, and the other is raspberry that are right there. Um, and you already saw there are some lemongrass, sugarcane, and, uh, basil as well. Alright, I'm just gonna put together a cute little boring fruit salad and eat that. Do you want a bowl? No. Do I look like a capital freak? It's a stone bowl. And he's literally holding a bowl that is carved from stone. Listen, I was blessed with two hands. It's fine. Just asking. I yeah. I'm good over here, but thank you. All right. And as you all are cooking this up, I would like who's cooking. I feel like I feel like from what I could tell, Heike is cooking. I'm helping, but yeah, Heike is cooking. Heike, give me a survival check with advantage. All right. Oh, a nat twenty for a twenty-five. Nice. Basically, I'm I'm rotating the rabbit with both hands. Uh, and you're just making sure I do it correctly. <laughs> it smells delicious. Well, it should. I've been living in the. I've been living outdoors for some time now. As I've been living the, in a cave. As the rabbit is getting roasted over the fire, you can you can literally see the meat starting to droop off of the bone. Uh, so, someone clean a fl big flat stone so we can put this on it. I can do that. Um, I'm gonna go find a, a big flat stone. You find a big flat stone. All right. I just kind of uh, hmm. Don't imagine I have a rag or something to wipe it off with. Well, actually, I'll just uh. Ooh. I'm going to cast uh, 
guiding bolt on the top of the stone to kind of keep it heated. As you do, you see the you see the dirt and dust and and stuff kind of spark away off of it, leaving a pristine surface. All right, I bring it back over. Oh, that looks perfect, Lynn. Well done. All right, Sag, if you could just carefully lift that end, I will lift this end, and we'll place it on the rock. Uh, carefully lift it. And we place it on the rock. As you place it on the rock, you can literally you literally see the bone shift and slide out from the meat as the meat just kind of basically starts to droop and slowly kind of fall apart. You can see the kind of glistening with the uh, with the sweetness of the sugar cane. You can see this, the lemongrass is kind of actually uh, fire roasted into it. And each one of you are salivating at the mouth as this thing just this, this rabbit looks absolutely delicious, except for, except for you, Ashwin. Uh, you are slightly repulsed at this particular sight. Yeah, I'm gonna Wait. climb a tree and just eat my berries, because that's kind of weird and gross what you're doing. But I understand that some people eat meat, and that's okay. I eat both meat and vegetables. This is a meat day. I'm going to pluck a pluck a raspberry off a bush nearby and just stare up at Ashwin as I pop it in my mouth. And then I'm going to follow that up with a small piece of meat. We can, we can all be omnivores here, it's alright. Or or herbivores or carnivores. As you all enjoy the meal and then Settle down in for rest. Uh, each one of you, for the remainder of the next week, are granted a bonus of 10 temporary hit points, which will not go away until Ooh. the end of that week. Finally, some for good that, fucking food. For that wonderful meal. Nice. Nice. And as you settle in for rest, who's taking first watch? Uh, I will. Okay. Oh. All right. I, basically, I, I, he just sits next to the fire, back, uh, and sits at an angle to where he can see everything into the woods and around him as best he can. All right. Roll me a d6, Sag. That's a three. Right? Another peaceful, uneventful night. You kind of snacking on what's left of the rabbit as you guys were not able to finish it. That's how much meat there was. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just chewing on the leg that I ripped off. Going, I definitely need more vegetables. Do you end the rest of your particular shift? Uh, who do you wake up? Do you wake anybody up for the next shift? Uh, I wake up Ashwin after 
getting rid of the rabbit leg, putting it with the rest, making sure it's nowhere near me. Kind of poke, shaking the tree that she's on a little bit. Alright. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Alright. Good morning. Evening. Whatever. I drop out of the tree and go by the fire. Alright. Ashwin, can you roll me a D? That's a five. Okay. You're sitting there. You feel the smoke coming up from the fire. You hear the quietness of the forest around you. Followed by the sound of feet on gravel coming from the direction of the Red Tower. I... You don't see anything yet yet, as the footsteps are coming from beneath the ridge where you can actually see the path. What do you do? I'm going to douse the fire um, as quietly as I can. Uh, and then poke everyone awake just quietly with my staff. Hey! Hey! Up! Mm. Shh! And then I point in the direction of the sounds. I just grunt back and and just kind of lean best I can lean forward and just look in the direction um, remind watching. me remind me the the ridge that we're on is it above the path or is the path is the ridge above us you guys are like on the ridge and then you have to walk down the path to, to scale down the ridge Towards the red tower. Okay. Um, you all can hear the footsteps coming up. You all did get enough to get full night's rest too. So. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look in the same direction as everyone else is. As the footsteps become louder, and they hear the more of gravel. You see breaking the ridge line. A slightly older, maybe 60s human male in red robes with a uh, pair of really large goggles on. There's kind of like multiple different spectacles that he is cycling between while looking around. Ah! Oh! Um, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean. I didn't know anyone was up here. We're monkey scale heading to the red tower. Oh, well, I suppose I could walk back with you then. I just left there, but 
if you need some company on the way. Uh, who are you who exactly? Are you? Oh, sorry. Um, I am Acolyte Errand. Uh, Did you say your uh, name was Aaron? Okay. Like a, a task you do for someone else, or Aaron? Oh, Aaron, oh, with a T at the end. So, like a mistake? Uh, yes, Aaron. my mother had a good sense of humor. Yes, I suppose she did. Interesting. Well, um, I imagine we'd be glad to have the company. Lynn kind of looks around to everyone else to make sure that we trust uh, this guy. F- first off, like, should we spruce up before heading to the tower? And I'm looking at everybody else, not this person. Uh, absolutely. I definitely oh, yes, need to put on my armor. Um, I don't think they would like me very much in this. Yeah, my armor is the only clean thing I have. Clean clothes it is. So I disappear behind a tree in some bushes and then come out in full scale mail, still with the club and my, like, bark shield. I'm ready. Yeah, I don't do the disappear behind the tree thing. If people want to avert their eyes, they can. (laughs) Oh, I only put went behind the trees because the boots get stuck sometimes. I respect that. Um, I'm just going to simply use thaumaturgy to uh, knock any dirt that's on my clothes off and um, just wear my usual black uh, long coat and button-up shirt. I'm going to duck behind a tree and change into my slightly torn wedding dress with my, and then I'm going to put my leather armor um, over top. And I'm also going to use some strips of bark to fashion a a sort of belt that I can hold my fancy new sword on and just tie that around my waist. Everyone would like to come along. Um, I'd be happy to take you the rest of the way. So, um, what brings you to the Red Tower? We were sent here on a mission to help with something. Can I insight this person to make sure he is who he says he is? Uh, sure. Make an insight check. I would also like to insight. I trust no one after the whole Dendar debacle. That, that that's a seven. So the, to me, oh. he says this is who he says he is. Yeah, he I'll, seems trustworthy. I'm gonna do the same. Agreed. Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead. I got twelve. I got a five. Yeah, he seems trustworthy. I got yeah, a six. We, we've got this, you guys. Yeah, he seems trustworthy. The highest was a twelve. That's this is not going swimmingly. But we trust him, I suppose. This guy definitely is like bona fide trustworthy. If there's anyone that you could trust, it's this guy. You honestly feel like like acolyte errand, you could you could you could like 
trust him to watch over all of your possessions together, collectively, and trust that everything was going to be there when you got back. No questions asked. I like this man. Yes. Me too. He gives off really trustworthy vibes. Um, hey, Aaron. That's a good face. Uh, what are you doing out here? Like, what were what were you on your oh. way to do? Oh, uh, yes, I'm. You see, I'm I'm an acolyte with the Red Tower. I I study uh, research of, of plant life and rock formations, and uh, on a particular project that I'm researching that denotes that everything, all things within our world, are made up of a sort of magical fuel source and that those like myself and like sorcerers and wizards and those manner of folk all have the ability to use that fuel source and while it may seem ridiculous, or conversely, it also might seem obvious, the sheer implication that everything is magic, just to what caliber, is fascinating, don't you think? I'm sorry, you lost me after rocks. Um, yeah, I, I do uh, apologize. I like, I'm not like a super educated person. I mostly just hit stuff. But that sounds okay. super cool for you, though. Well, in simpler words, um, I am studying that everything is magic. Yeah, that that makes sense. Scrub holds up like a stick that he picks up. So even this has magic. Yes, even that. What about question? I, I, I've had an ability or a thing that I can do any he casts shillelagh on the stick what the heck is this called it's magic you are casting magic you are bending the energy of Vittore well there's technically three things I can do like well two others besides this that I can do I never really knew what right. it was. Are we walking and talking happens. at the same time? Yes, you are. Wait, Errant. If everything is magic, then nothing is magic, correct? Then it's just reality. Well, y yes and no. Because my study also acknowledges the fact that certain things have a higher concentration of magic. So, for example, if you were to drop an enchanted drop of water into a pond, would the pond be magical? No, it wouldn't. It'd just be the drop of water. I mean, well, what you said was that everything was magic, so by your own definition, yes, the pond was already magical before the extra magic drop got added. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, yes. 
Yes, you're correct. However, what I mean to say is that even though a small, small portion of a larger, greater thing is concentrated in magic, that just means that the larger, greater of the things is still magical, just not to the same degree. I see. So it's about concentration then. So some things are more magical than others. Exactly. Correct. Can I insight check again to see if this guy actually knows what he's talking about? Uh, sure. Go ahead and make an insight check. I'm not. That just sounds right God to damn me. It. 16 it's an for eight. me. He, yeah, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. You know, that, that sounds right. Um, speak, speaking of other things I can do, I can do this and I cast enlarge on the stick that I have, and it becomes the same size as my club. Excellent. Yes, that's that's magic right there. You just did it again. Congratulations. I, I let kind of look at him weird, and it just drops. I'm like, really? I've always been able to do this. Like, yes. Th- this and is he wearing any armor? No, he's just wearing clothes. Just wearing red robes. Uh, I touch him and cast mage armor. It's like, I can also do this. Oh, and see. That is quite interesting. Yeah, I've been able to do these things, three things since I was a kid. Sag, we've been traveling all this time. You didn't know that was magic? Yeah, that no. that's what I was about to say. It's, it's all right, Sag. I, I okay. thought it was just the ability that I had. Like, I didn't uh, think it was magic. I'm not shaming it's you. It's a magical ability you have. Just like when there's three of me running around, that's a magical ability I have. Yeah. You know, I just thought you were running really fast. And he kind of winks just with the <laughs> widest smile on his face, jokingly I... <laughs> saying this. <laughs> I do run really fast, you know, <laughs> that's true. Well, it seems we're all a little bit magic, then. Yes, uh, here we are, the Red Tower. As you all reach the Red Tower itself, a spiraling 350-foot-tall tower made out of this glistening red brick spiraling upwards, capped at the top with a red steel spike near the top. You guys reach the base of it and you see this large archway and you see another another red garbed individual this one uh wearing a deep red hood on top of it on top of his head magistrate i found these visitors uh they claim to be heading this way as per a summons Ah, yes. You must be monkey scale, correct? Yes, yes that's us. You are yeah. looking at you are looking at a moon elf who is cloud who's clad in the red garb with a hood on. Uh, he looks very well put together. He's got his notes in front of him, sitting at a standing at a pet at, at a pedestal writing away while overlooking the surrounding area. 
Well, it is an absolute honor to meet your acquaintance. I am Magistrate Aram, and I welcome you to the Red Tower. I give a light little bow. Nice to meet you as well, and I stand back up straight. I uh, I have a question. Are all of your names names that start with eh sounds? Because that's going to get real confusing real quick. Oh, no. Just myself and Errant here. Okay, um. cool. Excellent. So then, I imagine you know we were sent by the Vermilion line of Lovak to help you with uh, whatever situation you had here? Act. Now, if you all would kindly follow me up to the study, I will be glad to inform you of the endeavor we seek to set you out upon. And before you get too far into it, we have already been made aware of the situation from which you came. We had a visitor clarified everything and we have dispatched a small portion of the scarlet sorcerers to research and investigate this claim of an attack Lane. can i insight you mean guy? you don't believe us yeah i'm doing the same that was sus. Yeah, you, you yes. know what you all you all can insight this guy That is, that is a 21. That's a 20. Unnatural? That would be a nat one for me. This guy is too hot for me to pay attention oh, no. to, apparently. Um, That's a nat 20 from Lynn. You... You all, every single one of you, believe that this gentleman here is downright and utterly confident in everything that he's saying. Hmm. Apologies, that's all of us. What with one net 20 and one net one? Believe this? Correct. Excellent. Good. Yes. Awesome. Hmm. So, um, please follow me. He heads up through the archway into the tower. All right. In we go, I suppose. So, and she's kind of walking up the spirals. You can see the rooms on either side of the spiral staircase denoted to different kinds of research. You can see uh, red-robed individuals researching all kinds of things. Weapons, armor... Uh, runic tablets, all kinds of manner of things. As you start heading up the spiral staircase. So, um, I'm not too familiar with your group, but I have it on good authority that you all are very capable. How much do you all know of the Scarlet Sorcerers and the Red Tower? I don't know. How much do we know, DM? Uh, absolutely nothing. Besides the fact that they're important. I know that as you far are as I know, nerds. You spend your time in books. That's it. Yeah, uh, all, all I know is that you're important. That's about it. 
I know you have this tower. Before I had a bounty on anyone, other than that one person that stole from you. I don't know what you all did with him, but that's your whatever you want to do. Well, the Red Tower and all of us here, the Scarlet Sorcerers, study magic at its most basic and raw state, trying to understand the very essence from which magic is casted and created. As such, the highest trained of the Red Tower have the ability to manipulate magic on a scale hitherto undreamt of. I'm sorry, there were several words in that little thing that I did. What is, what does half of that mean? Oh, yes, sorry, my apologies. Um, Scarlet Sorcerers can make magic-y, wagic-y bullshit happen at any moment that they see fit. A little too Just, simplified, if you ask that, me, but... That handle it for you. Oh, and I thought you didn't have a sense of humor. This is going to be so much better. Okay, so what exactly do you need us for? Because we're obviously not book people. In the smash I'm told there's a plant. Uh, yes, your lack of book learning is very evident. Uh, that is not why we have asked you to be here. No, the reason that we asked you to be here has more to do with the fact that we wish for you all to collect four live Yataveo plants. These are flesh-eating plants that are uh, rather hard to get a hold of and exceedingly rare. So Should you able to get your hands on them, you'll be able to research just exactly what happens to so the essences of the of the individuals that are consumed by this plant. So, so these plants yeah. eat people, and you want to find out how and why. Am I correct? Uh, more along the lines of we want to figure out what happens to everything after the plants have eaten the people, but yes. Normally when you eat things, you poop them out, and if it's a plant, if it eats things, it turns to dirt. Uh, it turns to energy. We are, not, we are not referring to the flesh, we are referring to the magical components of the person that is eaten. The mag You're the going to feed people to a plant? No, no, we're not going to feed people to the plants. Are, are they going to be dead corpses? I no, suppose. Oh coming. well, I suppose there are living corpses. Never mind. Continue. Uh, <laughs> no, we will not be feeding any humanoids to the plants. We will be starting with animals and researching exactly what happens to the magical essences of the animals by enchanting them. You, you know, I, you have you got ass rabbits out there in the forest that you can use. That's pretty I, I, much the size of a child. I'm just going to play devil's advocate to my friends here. You said starting with animals? You, yeah. Um, also, why? That's rude. Animals and doing it. Mm. Mm. It's important for us to know exactly what happens when these Yataveo plants consume their targets. Because mm. here's the real interesting part about these particular plants here. After the essence 
of something consumed by a Yataveo plant is broken down. That being, proven time and time again, cannot be resurrected by any means. I mean full resurrections, I mean wish spells, the most dangerous and potent of magic available to mortal kind cannot bring back those eaten by a Yataveo plant. We seek to understand why. As you can see, this would be a dangerous weapon in the hands of our enemies. You know okay, you're not wrong. so you would doom animal souls and then eventually people's souls to oblivion. Understand how a plant works? Now, Ashwin, perhaps they might be able to find a way to undo this strange phenomenon that is the goal we want to seek to figure out how it's done so that we can make sure that if there's a way to reverse it to bring back those eaten by the Yataveo plant that we'll be able to and no we will not be dooming the souls we'll be starting off small understanding how the Yataveo plant works how it eats how it feeds all these things, using, uh, how do I explain to you all, uh, are you all familiar with what a simulacrum is? No. No. No, um, uh, I don't even know what that no. word means. Alright, imagine if you will, um, wait a minute, you are, if I'm not mistaken, of the variety of the Sercopi who have the ability to, uh, duplicate themselves or a mirror image of some kind? Yeah, sometimes there are three of me running around. Right. Imagine if I was to take one of those three of you that's not you and feed it to this thing. Prefer if you didn't. Here's the question uh, for, for you. Um, what happens if said, say a person sticks their hand in one of these? Can you bring back their hand or is it the same way? You know, this is one of those kinds of things that we would love to research once we have some live versions of this. this is very I do curious. have, I do have, uh, I do have a dead specimen for you all to see, so that way you can understand exactly what it is you're going to be. Are coming you sure up it's dead? No offense. Yes, but... yes, quite sure. Excellent. So, you all follow me here to the laboratory this way. It's very okay. disconcerting. Lead the way. As you all head into the lab, you can see this uh, kind of big stone table laid out in the middle, and you can see this plant strewn on it. Um, it is a very evil-looking plant. You're you're scared just looking at this dead person here on the here on the table. Um, unsettling, unnerving to look at. Uh, you can see it kind of just wiggling slowly like they're like it like it like it's still slightly alive but there's no power to it there's no violence at all this is extremely disconcerting um did you say how big it was you say you wanted four of these alive alive 
Uh, yes, that is correct. Four. And how big is this plant? Uh, it's, it's about eight foot tall. I dropped a picture in RV for you, or Legacy's live chat for you. Four live plants. Four live, eight feet tall plants. So what is your um, e exact idea of uh, how to accomplish this? Quick quick question. Um, how are we going to carry this here? Do you have a gigantic bag of holding for us? Yes, we will be supplying you with a bag of holding that allows the plant to stay alive. For the love of God. But God. it will need to be it will need Even. to be uprooted Urban. before it's placed about placed in. Uh, it's also worth noting that due to our research, we have been able to find out that these creatures are susceptible to sleep magic. Oh, good! I don't have oh, any of that. Lovely. I could probably shrink them with the spell I showed earlier. I can make things bigger, but I can also make them smaller. Will you be sending one of your mages to help? Yes, you will You will have your pick of one of our acolytes to send with you. There are three to choose from. Is Errant oh. one of them? He seems quite trustworthy. Yes, yes, uh, Errant is one of them. He's uh, one of our research fellows. Does he know the sleep magic that will help? No, Errant uh, isn't too well versed in casting. It's uh, more of a theoretical research approach. If you're speaking from more of a caster, you would probably benefit more from Estreyu. That's another eh name, Estreyu. Come on. That, that's yes. an interesting thing. That's that's more of an a astreo, not a. Well, I suppose if you want this demon torture plant so badly, we will go get it for you. Them. Yeah, them. Now, one okay. one other question: Will they eat each other in the bag? No, they do not do violence upon each other. Only only mortal beings of flesh and blood. Here, here, here's here's a question: What if we dress up as as them? Would they still attack us? That's a pretty good idea. Um, you know, it never seemed to cross all of our minds to take that particular approach. Wait, but okay. if that is something that you feel like would work, I that, that, that's I am very interested. I am very interested to see how it pans out. We kill one and then and then you wear it. Like a hat. No, like just put your whole body listen, in it. Listen, this thing is dead and still moving. I think it's probably dead and still a problem. Right? It's dead. We, we only have one. We can't wear well, a Let's not kill problem. the things that we're trying to gather. Well, uh, never mind. We already have one right here. Do you want to wear it? I'll wear it. I uh, certainly don't want to wear it. I, I look at the headmaster. Do you want us to try to wear one of these things? 
I mean, you feel free if you would like to try. Uh, some of our researchers uh, theorize that um, even in this state here, dead, should it absorb the essence of a person, it will rejuvenate itself. Then well, let's not climb inside of it. Yeah, and, you're right. Um, if it's okay, we might as well take the person you're recommending and head out now to try to get to where we're going to come back in a timely manner. Absolutely. Oh, yes, um, as far as travel goes, you won't need to worry about that. Um, we will have a junction point set up for you. A what? Um, magical door take you there. Okay, that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's be on our way then. Never wanted to get get it to a man-eating plant so badly before. Well, at least you could say you, you've now been given a dozen roses. This is the last <laughs> thing we need to do for the the thing, right? We just gotta do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, I give the, the headmaster a polite bow before leaving the room. Ha have a good day and hopefully bring them all back to you. Before I turn before I turn and leave the room, I'm going to turn to the headmaster and say, just one very quick question. Should we return alive with your four man-eating plants? Will there be a reward? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, as per the agreement with the Vermilion line of Lovak, you will have the undying aid of the Red Tower in the ongoing war. And in return for your particular efforts, each of you will be met with 500 gold pieces each. Hmm. 500 gold for possible right. complete and utter annihilation? Seems fair. That's I'm going to take a little bow. Definitely going to help decorate the cave. Alright, let's be on our way. And with a nod, I'm just going to leave the room. Uh, don't we have to meet the the Ada at at Atri? At Atreyu? Yeah, Atreyu. Atreyu. Well, I assume he's not here. Uh, no. Um, Atreyu will be waiting down downstairs for you all. Lovely. I get up from my bow. Thank you. Yes, and the junction point should be set. There should be a door in the very base of the Red Tower you should be able to take. It'll be marked with the sigil of the same plant that you're seeking. All right. I'll follow along with the rest. We go downstairs. As you all head downstairs, you are greeted with the most godly sight you have ever seen. Uh, as you see Atreyu, clad there in adventuring gear. Wow! Hey, you all look fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I am excited to go on this adventure with y'all. Sorry, my name's Atreyu. It's a pleasure to meet you all. Truly, truly, I've heard a lot about you guys. Inside check. Yes. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Fuck. That'll be a net one for a... Eight. 
for me, so I'm just like, uh, you for tight. Ashwin. Hey, Atreyu, do, do you have a horse? Uh, I'm not sure why I'd need a horse. Heard me traveling my junction gate. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> my, uh, my bad. Normally I'm thinking mounts are walking on feet, so I figured we'd be riding a horse to the junction. But never mind. Uh, you see Lynn is a little flattered, um, and she looks around to the rest of the party and says, Now this was the greeting we deserved, but thank you, friends. Such kind words from you. First we met a kinky demon, then a weird snake, and the rest of these people. Estreyu seems like a like a fine gentleman. Aw, oh, you really are too kind. Now, we really should be getting on our way, though. I'm quite certain that we're going to need uh, <laughs> all the time we can get. All right. All right. Let's oh, and, uh, Quick question. Do you have sleep magic? Oh. oh, yeah. I got some access to some sleep magic. And by the way, on your, on your insight checks, he seems just like a stand-up, regular, genuine guy. He's really excited to be getting out of the tower. Stephen oh, Ashman and, uh, 17. Correct. All right. Oh, and uh, you, um, sorry, I didn't get a chance to read the names as he looks at you, Lynn. Oh, um, yes. Sorry, what's your name? Um, Lynn Turrell. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Pleasure to make yours, too. And, uh, if you ever need a uh, warm welcome, I'm more than welcome, more than willing to give it any time. Oh my. Well, I suppose you'll be in for quite a shock then. Yeah. I turned this and go, <laughs> Her hair kind of crackles a little bit and stands on end as she smiles at you. Heike well, is going to lean in towards Lynn and say, now that was definitely a kink thing. Oh, unlike that slaver fellow, I will not deny it. If I knew we were going to be making elemental puns, I would have gone that route, but... I put my hand on Entreyu and it's like, don't worry, I can enlarge it for you. <laughs> what a team player there, Sag. Just roll me an intimidation check, please. Who, Sag? Me? Sag. Go sag. That's a six. <laughs> I that was not particular... trying to be intimidating at all. Uh, my fine friend, I'd save that spell slot for yourself. You might need it. Oh, I can cast it at will. I'm sure you can, but uh, with this one around, as he looks at Lynn, I won't be having need of that spell. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> then I'll just reduce it for you. Now, now, Sag. Sorry, this is very... I like him quite the way he is. Oh, we've been standing in this lobby for a minute. Yes, you see, he kind of blushes a little bit. Yes, um, yes. Well, we can talk about that later. 
you see, you see, uh, you see Errant in the corner just kind of, uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> here's the door. I'll, uh, I'll be here when you guys get back. I wink at Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Only intimidation check. <laughs> That's a whole three. you want when you get back I can teach you all about the magic you know I might just let you you all head for the door I open it and just stare at him ladies first oh. yes by all means and he uh, grabs the door from you. Oh, How big <laughs> is this person? Uh, he's about 5'5". Five, five. I'm going to pick him up. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm basically going to pick him up like you would pick up a bride and carry him through the, thr through the door. Oh, my. <laughs> Seems like this is going to be quite the adventure. Yes. Yes, it will. And then I drop him on the outside. <laughs> oh, this is going to be quite a strain a on my classic nerves. Classic monkey adventure. Thing. Come on. <laughs> We've got this. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I will also walk through the door. As you all enter the doorway, you see the the overgrown jungle around you. And you can see the first of the plants, only 15 feet away. Vines kind of twirling and whirling all around. You see um, your companion, Atreyu, stand up and dust himself off. Uh, well... Is our first target. And, uh, for you. And he hands you the, uh, the bag of holding, Lynn. Alright. I've got the bag. You so, need to cradle it with both hands. You all will have to I... weaken it, but not kill it. And then I will be able to put it to sleep. Only Do you know then how we'll be able only then will we be able to uproot it and bag it. Lynn kind of uh, looks up and says, do you know how much uh, it can take? Um, well, some of our most talented of wizards managed to throw a very large fireball at it. And, well, suffice it to say, it took three or four before it finally perished. Well, it's very good to know then. And then she kind of, like, turns around and, like, like, <laughs> like kind of pants a little bit, realizing uh, this is probably going to be a very difficult fight. <laughs> hey, and there's four hey, of Lynn. them. 
Lynn, I'm going to put my yes. my hands on either one of your shoulders. I need you to get your head in the game, and you can have all of that all to yourself later, okay? Okay? All right. Should I just shoot it now? Should I just shoot it now? Should I just go off? Uh, go ham? Hold well, on. Hey, Ashwin. Yeah. How would you like to be big? <laughs> you know That's I love right, yeah. being big, Sag. I basically put my hand on the shoulder and go, enlarge. So that's concentration up for a minute, and then you basically double your size by all dimensions. Yes. So I, if you're medium, you go to large. Yes, and I believe that adds, what, a d4 to my uh, strength-based attacks? Yes, a, d a d4 of extra damage. Alright, we ready to do this monkey scale! Let's go! Monkey scales! Maintain concentration, but monkey scales. Monkey scales, indeed. So... I mean, I can just shoot it. Alright, roll for initiative. Okay. <laughs> 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 That is 13 for me. 21. 12 for uh, 18 for me. Alright, Heike, you're up first. Alright. Well, if you'll stand aside there, Lynn, I think I'll take the first hit. Alright. And, uh, I'm going to pull out my crossbow and fire a bolt at this thing. Ouch. Does a 14? It does. Oh. Yeah. And I will do three piercing damage. Is that your first hit with the crossbow? Yes. <laughs> Alright, as you fire in this thing... And the bolt hits one of the one of the weird tentacly things and snaps off. As after it sinks in, you can see the green gooey ichor kind of flowing out of the fleshy bits of the plant. Lovely. Rest your turn. Um, I am going to. Um, I'm going to yeah. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to cast spiritual weapon again. At second level. And... Oh. It's a ten. Battle miss. Battle miss. That's the end of my turn. Alright. Keeping in mind you guys are about 20 feet away from the plants right now. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that'll bring us to Lynn. You're up. All right, um, I'm going to back up 30 feet, just a little further back from the plant. I'll still be in range. As I hold my hand forward, it starts to crackle with electricity, and I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt okay. at third level. Okay. So rolling for the attack. Duh. <laughs> Does a nine hit? A nine does not. All right. 
Uh, I suppose the blast just shoots slightly off course. Damn it. Okay. Then I'm going to cast at... Let's see. Second level. I'm going to also cast a spiritual weapon. And a sword crackling with... um, or Not a sword, sorry. A hammer crackling with electricity uh, appears in front of me. Or next to it, because I'm still within 60 feet, right? Because I'm only 50 feet away from it. So I'll roll to attack with the spiritual weapon. That's a nat. Nat one. She kind of like looks (laughs) over (laughs) to Estray. She's like, fuck. Uh, That's the end of my turn. Real quick. Yes. You casted Spiritual Weapon after casting Guiding Bolt, correct? Yes. It was as a bonus action. Yes, but there are two leveled spells in the same turn. Yes. So I'm going to need you to roll me a Wisdom Saving Throw on the Spiritual Weapon. Okay. It's an 11. Okay. Um, so you cast a Spiritual Weapon... And you see it kind of flail wildly as it kind of leaves your control just a little bit. Um, and I need uh, uh, Hika to make a uh, or Hika to make a dexterity saving throw, please. I think she went out to grab water. We will wait for a few till get that. But yeah, for your knowledge, your knowledge, Lynn, um, even if it's a bonus action, you can't normally cast two leveled spells in the same turn. I see. You could cast a cantrip and a leveled spell, but not two leveled spells. I, particularly as a DM, rule that you can, but with a caveat that it could go already, like it just did. Right. <laughs> Oh no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Heike. Uh, while she's out, I'm also gonna run to the bathroom quick. Okay. And tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> she gets back before she, me. She's back. What'd you do? Make a, make a deck saving throw. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. What's your spell casting modifier, Lynn? What's your spell save, DC? I think they stepped away. <laughs> nope, oh, nope, that, I'm back. I, I'm staying just for this, so it's 14. So yeah, you save. So you narrowly dodged the spiritual weapon kind of swinging wildly around you. For context, I did not mean to do that. Did you try to cast two again? I did. Lynn, watch yourself. I'm sorry. I- Last time you set that barn on fire. Uh, how far is this plant? That barn was asking for it. You are 20 feet from the plant, the Yakavea plant. I am going to use 20 feet of my movement basically to get right up to the trunk. And then I'm going to okay. swing my club at it twice. Okay. That's a 25. 
And then I'll go ahead and roll for this uh, second hit before I roll damage. Okay. 16. That'll be hit as well. Four for the first one. All right. And seven for the second from my club. Okay. You're beating this plant up. I'm beating this plant with my wood. You could say you're beating the bush. Ashwin, you're up. Do I get the feeling that we're going to be fighting all four of these in a single day? Yes. Okay, yes. so this is an endurance thing. Excellent. Um, I am going to, in that case, I'm big. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a page out of Sag's book here, even though I know it's not like the best plan, and just come beat the heck out of this thing with my quarterstaff. All right. Roll. That's a nat twenty. So we're gonna have two people beating the bush. Yeah. All right, roll percentage on that in the 20. That's an 18. Max damage. Max damage. Um, let's see. 11. Or is 15 for max damage? All right. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, no, I get another one of those buddies. That's another nat 20. Somehow. Jesus. Okay. Um, percentiles this time. 59. Almost nice. That's gonna be triple damage. That's gonna be triple damage. So roll three times. Nope, well, you're, no, you're full damage, and then triple it. Triple it. Seven, ten, thirty. As you bring, as you bring this thing down to basically half of its health, what what's happening? I'm just really big and really fast. Uh, like, just... I don't think this happens very often, where, like, I'm super focused on a task. Um, but I am definitely trying to make sure that I don't get hit by this thing, and in fact, do all of the hitting. Alright, and that'll bring us up to its turn. As you see it lurch towards you and starts swinging its tentacle vines at you, you see three more. One on your guys' right, one on your guys' left, and one behind you guys drop down from the tree lines, start swinging from all around, as you see that you're surrounded by all four. 
and you hear a, a, a you in the back. Well, um, this is a rather either fortunate or unfortunate turn of events, depending on how you look at it. Gonna have to trim our bushes to get free. We'll be fine, everyone. Just focus and try not to get hit. Ashwin, it's gonna be a hit on you. Ready? 18 hit. 18 hits. Alright, that's gonna be 11 bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That's a dirty 20. As you feel the barbed tendrils of the of the vine sink into you, but you shake off the effects of the poison within. And it's going to use its bonus action. The second damage would have been. You want to double check? You see, as a bonus action, the Yataveo spits out a corpse from its mouth, from its mouth in the center of the tentacles, and the corpse slowly and shakily stands up, dripping with yellowish-green mucus, and starts shambling towards you guys. I'm sorry. What? Um, is that trying what? Did that plant just throw a body at us? Uh, they let the bodies hit the floor? You could say that. And that'll bring us to our second one. Our second one is going to swing on Haika. And a hit? Uh, nope, that's a miss. Alright, and a 15 to hit? That is also a miss. And a 24 to hit? That is a hit. Okay. That'll be she, 11 points of blood. She was in five feet of me? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, then yes, I'm going to yes. do my interception thing to reduce the damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to... So that reduces the damage I'm by going... 12, so there's no damage, right? That's correct. Cool. I'm going to use my reaction to um, use my repost maneuver um, and expend one superiority die to make a melee attack 
against this thing. Okay. And I'm going to attack with my warhammer. I I don't know if it technically counts as a miss. It does. It does. It does not. Technically, it does not count as a miss. The repost is if it misses, you get to counterattack. But he didn't miss my okay. shield. Okay. Just but, but technically, 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 the reason I was allowing it is technically missed the first two shots. So go ahead, Micah. Okay. Um, I rolled a, a twenty to hit, and then six damage, six bludgeoning. Okay. All right, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw on, on that last hit. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a nat. Excellent. That's going to be 13 poison damage. I have resistance to poison damage. I bet you do. So is that a six, then? Six damage? Yes. It's halved, right? Correct. Okay. All right, and then the next one is going to attack Sugria. Twenty-three to hit. Oh, it hits. And a eighteen to hit. That meets. And a 16 to hit. That misses. Alright, so two hits. So, first hit is going to be... 6 bludgeoning. Se- uh, second hit is going to be 7 bludgeoning. And I need you to make two constitution saving throws. That's a fail. That's a success. Yeah, first one I failed. That first one, you're going to take 17 poison damage as you feel the life-draining poison of this plant pierce into your body and ebb through your veins. What do I have to do to make a a concentration check? Like, what would I have to roll? Uh, that's going to be... It's going to be... Isn't it flat d20 plus your modifier? That should be it, yeah. Modifier for what? Your spellcasting modifier. So for you, I think it's wisdom. Okay, that would be a plus one. So let's see what I get. Hopefully I can maintain concentration. Or half the damage you take, whichever. That is a natural 20 for 21, so Ashwin is still big. Hardcore maintaining that concentration. No worry, I'm not going to let you shrink yet. As the Yataveo, this Yataveo spits at a zombie as well. 
And now for our next one, who's going to attack Lynn. That's a miss. 22 to hit. That one hits. And a 13. That's a miss, I think. Yes. All right. So that's going to be 11 bludgeoning. And I need you to make a monster. All right. 13. All right. That's a fail. So you're going to take 19 poison damage. As our first zombie lunges towards Ashwin. That's a 14 to hit. That's a miss. And our second zombie is going to lunge towards uh, Sag. That's a 22 to hit. Twenty-two hit sag. Yes, it does. This this is gonna hurt. I'm guessing. All right, it's gonna be two bludgeoning. It just lunges into you. Doesn't manage to get the actual biting part down. Just kind of bumps into you really hard. Oh, sink your teeth somewhere else, like that tree. And that brings up to Heika. Excellent. Um, I am going to. I am going to um, hit the closest one to me with my Warhammer. Uh, does a 16 hit? 16 does hit. Okay. That'll be 5 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And. Uh, I would like to use my bonus action to use my spiritual weapon. About, that is a f- one more hit. About one more hit ought to put it in a state where I can put it to sleep, Hiker. Perfect. Does a 15 hit? Yes, it does. Beautiful. That'll be nine damage. Alright, that's nine. Alright. All right, just keep that one right there in terms of health. I'll put that one to sleep. Focus on the others. Um, and that'll be the end of my turn. All right, that'll bring us up to Lynn. All right. So, I'm going to... So I'm still 50 feet away from everybody else, correct? Correct. All right. You still have one that's like right above you. That was going to be behind you guys. Oh, that's above me. Okay. So if I moved out of the way, that would that provoke attacks of opportunity from it? Yes, because they are t- technically in its threatened range right now. Okay, let's see then. I'm going to use my bonus action to chug my potion of healing. So that'll be... Let's see... So, 2d4 plus 4, so that's 7 plus 4, 13 back to me. 
Right, can, can I do math? No, that was wrong. 11 back to me. Um, and then I'm going to, let's see, let's see. I'm going to use call lightning on the one that's directly above me. That'll be at a third level. So it has to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 14. That is a success at 16. All right. So it'll take half damage from this. Okay. So half of 18... And then, let me just double check here the rules of this. Alright, so this is like a 60 foot cloud. Um, and so this is active for 10 minutes. And I can use an action to call down lightning again at any point so long as I'm maintaining concentration. Okay. Alright, and that's the end of my turn. Alright. That'll bring us to Sag. Sagria, what are you doing? I'm gonna keep swinging at the one... Uh, first I'm gonna swing at this zombie thing, and then I'm gonna go back to swinging at the tree I was hitting, unless it's too damaged. Well, the tree you were hitting is the one that uh, Atreyu said that is good. Alright. First the zombie, and then I'll start swinging at another tree. Okay. That's 15 at the zombie. You hit the zombie. That is five. All right. You bash it, and it's still standing. You're a pesky little bugger, aren't you? And I swing again at this right, zombie. That is 17. That'll hit. That is 7 damage. And somehow, miraculously, it is still standing. Really? Really? Huh. Sure cast your lady. Alright. That'll bring us up to Ashwin. Uh, okay, um, we got one down. I'm gonna attack the next one closest to me, just by being big and strong again. Alright. Alright. Uh, that's a 21 to hit for the first one. That'll hit. That'll hit. Four, uh, 10 plus a d4, because I'm big. So 12 total, and then one more time. That's an 18 to hit. That will also hit. That will also hit. Okay, that's a four plus a d4. 
So, seven for the second attack. Um, and then I think I'm going to action surge uh, since they're all here and do it again. Mm, that one was an eight to hit. I don't think that one works. That one, yes. All right. And then last one is a 10 to hit. That will also miss. Excellent. I love wasting my special abilities. All right. Next up, let's go. All right. Treyu puts the first one to sleep. Um, keeping in mind that it is completely asleep, but damaging it in any way will cause it to wake up. And that brings us to our Yataveos. So this one is going to make its attack on Sagria. 18 to hit. 21 to hit. And a 17 to hit. On who? You. Uh, 17 does not hit, 21 hits. 18? 18 hits. That meets. Alright, so that's going to be two hits. So that's going to be seven bludgeoning for the first one and nine bludgeoning for the second one. And I need you to make two constitution saving throws. Twenty-four and twenty-three. Those both succeed. As we take up to our next one, gonna swing at Ashwin. That's a twenty-three to hit. A twenty-four to hit. And a thirteen to hit. Okay, so the first two hit, and the last one doesn't. So, so Ashwin, I'm so. And sorry. I'm regular size. I rolled a nat one for concentration, so yeah, you just shoot back to normal. Mm -hmm. At least I could do it at will. I mean, uh. you know, that's that's fair. I did just miss those two hits, um, and uh, how much damage am I taking, DM? Yeah, so let's get your bludgeoning damage first. So that's going to be 11, followed by 9 bludgeoning. And I need two Constitution saving throws. First one is an 11. And second one is a 9. This is gonna hurt, babes! Those are both fails. So your first one, that's gonna be 11 poison. And your second one, that's going to be another 14 poison. So with resistance, I'm taking 12. Correct. It's official. I look fucked up. Yes, let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, now for actually, the one on... on... Real quick. They missed the last shot, right? I'm going yes, to expend the superiority die to hit that guy in the head. 
Well, what counts? Oh. Expend that superior doy. Superiority die. <laughs> Don't make it a kink thing, please. That's a mm-hmm. 23 to hit? That'll hit. Excellent. That'll hit. So that's uh, 12 damage from that. So that'll bring us to the one that is on Lynn. Alright. That is a 15 to hit, followed by a 14 to hit, followed by a natural 20. Oh! Alright. So, right before it does its damage, I am going to use my ability Wrath of the Storm. Um... That when I'm hit with an attack, I can use my reaction to force the creature to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 14, or it will take 2d8 lightning damage. Okay. I'll roll that dex saving throw now. All right. That's a five, so it's going to end up taking it. All right. And then because I'm in dire straits, I'm going to... Uh... Wait, where is it? Uh, it's pro- I don't know if it's worth it or not. Here's the percentage roll on that. For everyone to see. Where was it? No. That's a 66%. That's going to be triple damage. All right. Nice. I am going to do it. If I'm going if I'm going down, I'm going to I'm going to do it. So I'm going to use my channel divinity to um which allows me to roll max damage instead of rolling for lightning damage. So it will just take the full um, 2d8 damage. All right. So give me your damage first. So So that's going to be damage. That's going to be 33 bludgeoning. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. If you succeed this saving throw, that's all the damage that will be taken. But if you fail, it'll be tripled from 4d6. Shit. So that's just an eight. Any of y'all got something to help out, Lynn? Uh, I can... Quick no, question. I don't. Is Lynn I already like used my reaction. Ten feet of me. I'm within 50 feet of you. Then never mind. Alright. I was... You hear... Well, I was saving this one for potential fuckery, but golden barbs. As you see, a weird blend of two different spells collides over top of you, and you are now hit with an inverse of the silvery barb spell. But you have roll again and must take the higher of the rolls. Oh. That's Thank you. Now that is a 21. As you succeed. Thank you. Well, that's the last one of those that I have, so don't be expecting me to do that again. Uh, I don't know what that was, but that was awesome. 
how I got to heal. Alright, and that'll bring us up to the zombies' turn. So, one up against you, Sag. Love how my name is now just Sag. 21 to hit. It hits. Um, okay, that's going to be three piercing, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. That is a 15. Uh, that's going to succeed, so you're only going to take six um, acid damage from the zombie's bite wound. As you feel like, should, should, should you, should you take another bite like that again you could potentially lose the ability to use that arm you know that burns and the second zombie up against Ashwin that'll be a 8 to hit nope. absolute miss nice try though alright that brings us up to Heika lovely um I I am going to Um Ashwin, you're not feeling so hot, are you? I mean, I'm feeling very hot. Um but like I'm covered in I'm pretty sure this is mostly my blood actually. You uh -huh. could use some healing, hey? That would be absolutely lovely. I would definitely go for that right now. Um, Lynn looks worse, uh, I'm though. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Lin, 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 Lin looks the worst. Does she? Lynn's just hanging on by a thread. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, I am going to... I am going to cast Cure Wounds at second level for Lynn. Thank you. And you, you can have oh. and. Um, that is, that is in fact all I can do this turn. I'm sorry, I missed what the amount was. Oh, sorry. Uh, 15. All right, thank you. Um, and that is the end of my turn. And that'll bring us up to Lynn. Okay. So to heal, or to pull out my shield for my bonus action. Think, either way, if I take another hit, it's not going to be good. So I'm just going to avoid taking the hit. I'm going to pull out my shield. And then, as my action, I'm going to continue with the storm which I realize I should have rolled 
concentration on. So hold on. Oh. Concentration looks like it's down for that. Okay. That's correct. Well, then... I may as well use my action to cast... Cure Wounds on myself. We'll do it at... We'll do it at... Third level, because it's not looking so good. So it's 17 back to me. And then... I'm debating if I should just move and take the attack of opportunity and get closer to everybody else. You know, I think I'm going to do that. Now that I have my shield, I have a little more AC. So I'm going to try to move 30 feet towards everybody else. Because one of you wanting this is not working out for me right now. Is it uh, taking an attack of opportunity? No. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to move 30 feet closer to everybody else, and that's the end of my turn. I kind of look over at it like, why didn't it try to hit me? Agria, you're up. I'm going to swing at the zombie in front of me again. That's 18. That will hit. That is four damage. Okay, anything else your turn? Is it still standing? Yep. I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my club to give it that extra damage. That would be a total of 13. That'll hit. That's a total of 16 with the Shillelagh damage. You want to do this? Basically, now that I'm that this thing has bit me, I'm just going to take my club and, with Shillelagh on it and swing so hard that I put this entire zombie into the ground. As you give, as you give the, the zombie a vertical burial, it sends its uh it, it it sends its soul into the afterlife ready to wander the fields of asphodel once again uh and that brings us to 
Ashwin. Yeah. Hopefully that thing can rest I'm now. I'm going hurts. to take a deep breath. Realize that we're in a dangerous situation and I don't want to be hit anymore. And cast a mirror image for my turn. So, there are suddenly three of me! It's so good to be here. Let's go! That's it. That's my entire turn. I just stand here and become three people. Alright. And as you do, um, you <laughs> duplicate, start running around like crazy, um, and the plant monsters kind of waving their tentacly barbed tendrils all across the area where you are currently at and both not at. And with that, we're going to be granted um, Atreyu's turn. Well, I'm running out of tricks, y'all, but I got a little something here that might help. And you see him wave his hands across the sky and create this weird dark red flames that coat all of your weapons. Um, ask when you're using your staff or your fist currently. Uh, my staff. Alright, so it coats your staff. Uh, coats all of your weapons. Hey, if you guys hit, you guys get healed. How much? That depends on how much you hit. Oh, okay, Excellent! Confusing. I love this new magic! Very interesting. And that'll bring us to the Octaveo plants. First one's going to swing at Ashwin. Oh, I don't know how far I want to go. Uh, 18 to hit. 22 to hit. And a seven to hit. So that's three attacks. Give me just a second to roll the mirror image d20 thing. Okay, so first hit smashes a duplicate, second hit smashes my last duplicate, and then the last one hits me. Alright. So that's going to be five bludgeoning damage, and I need a constitution saving throw. That's an 18. Uh, that'll succeed. And the next one will bring us to attack on Sagria. 
Whoa. 22 to hit. Ow. A 7 to hit. Miss. And a 17 to hit. Miss. Just one hit. Yes, ma'am. All right. That's going to be 7 bludgeoning, and I need a constitution saving throw. That's 22. All right. So no damage from the poison. As you shake off the poison around you and you're just ready for this. You're just ready to end this fucking fight. And this next one on um, Lynn. See, see, this next one is like one that was originally like above you. Is trying to pull itself up into the tree line, like trying to leave the fight. Head hmm. up to a distance where you can't be in range with it, can't fight with it anymore. So it's not attacking. Nope. All right. And that'll bring us to the zombie on Ashwin. That's a five to hit. That That's a miss. The zombie just kind of like wildly and, and like well, almost with, with like zero enthusiasm or energy just goes and just shots to your right. And that'll bring us up to hike. Lovely. Um, so you said there's one that's trying to escape up into the into the trees. I think I've got it, but if you want to try, um, is there one nearby me that's looking more damaged than the others? Yeah, there is the one that uh, the one that uh, Sag has been attacking. Lovely. Um, pardon me. Um, I'm going to attack with my warhammer. Ouch. I'm going to. Um, and then I am also going to use my spiritual weapon. Are you serious? It was a nat one. That's gonna miss. That was embarrassing. Um, I'm like, it's just gonna look around and and make sure that nobody saw that because that was just embarrassing. And that's the end of my turn. All right, that'll bring us up to Lynn. Uh, Lynn just looks at Heika and just gives her like a nod of encouragement. Um, then turns back to this runaway. Um, so is the runaway? It's still visible yet, right? That's correct. All right. She's gonna kind of snarl and use her breath weapon. It has to make a DC 
13 deck saving throw. I don't know if it climbing might make that harder for it, but that is... Yeah. That's a fail. Alright. I'm using the last of my channel divinity on the same uh, trait I used last time, Destructive Wrath. So it'll take automatically full damage, 24 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use... So my breath weapon doesn't count as a spell, correct? Correct. All right. I'm going to use... Let's see. Like, who's... Uh, Ashwin's looking the worst right now. So I'm going to... Um, pound my warhammer against my shield and point my hammer at um, Ashwin and say that was a very cool move over there I believe in you and cast healing word on Ashwin for oh max seven seven hit points back to you Ashwin <laughs> Thanks, I believe in you too. Monkey scales, monkey scales. Monkey That's the end scales. of my turn. Is that the end of your turn? Oh, yes, sorry. I said, uh, yes, that's the end of my turn. Right. Sagria, you're up. So, what's the closest thing to me? Uh, that would be the, the current Yataveo that you've been hitting. So I'm going to use one of my actions to cast Enlarge on myself so you just see me get big as I'm looking at this tree kind of just sighing and I'm going to swing now my tiny club but uh, I'm guessing my club grows with me so you see me swing my club straight at this tree. That's a 25 without the d4 of enlarge. That is 5 damage. Okay. I got two attack actions, so since I used a spell in this, I'm going to say those are my actions. Alright. Then that'll bring us to Ashwin. You're up. Um, by the way, I forgot to clarify that. Um, Lynn, you did not hit with your weapon, correct? No, I did not. Alright, and Sagria, you hit with yours. So, you're going to regain... Um, you hit one time, so you're going to regain 1d6. You roll, roll the d6. That's five. Okay, you regain five hit points. 
as the energy sucked away from the uh, from the plant goes into your body and rejuvenates you. As I feel this, I'm going, oh, that, that, that's just weird. Bingling and yeah. weird. Okay, so are we almost, like, have we almost got a second one down? Yeah, the second yeah, the second the second one seems to be getting almost to that same point you had the first okay. one. Okay, all right. I'm gonna focus my energy over there then. Uh, two more hits. Fingers crossed. Let's go. You also have been working two of them simultaneously, mm-hmm. that are about the same level. Okay. Well, I'll pick one. Uh, Twelve to hit on that first attack. That'll hit. Oh, That'll excellent. Hit. Um. So that's nine damage on the first hit. Then 18 on the second hit. Which is 10 damage for the second one. Almost there. Almost there. One more hit ought to do it. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to second wind. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Yes. Alright, and you roll me two d6s to regain that many hit points. So seven from the the cool weapon thing that uh, Astreo did, and then um, fourteen from the second one. So total twenty one back this round. Excellent. As the energy sucks away from the plant into you, you hear Astreo. Yeah, keep that one right there. Head on to the third one. You've got it, and that's it. Atreyu puts the second one to sleep. It is no longer in combat with you all. Um, and that'll bring us up to this one. And this one is going to make its attacks on Sagria. This is the one that's been hitting Sagria. That'll be a 14 to hit. Miss. A 24 to hit. That hits. And an 18 to hit. That also hits since it meets. Alright, so first one's 13 bludgeoning. Um, can I take one of these hits? Yep. Take the first one or the second one? Um, I'll take the first one. Alright, so that'll be 10 on the second one. And how much do you reduce uh, to 13? Eight. Months? So, five total damage from the first one. And I need two constitution saving throws. Sagria. First one failed. Yeah, it does. Second one's a 17. That's a success. So, first one, that's going to be 17 poison damage. 
You see very big Sagria look bad. And that'll bring us to the one that was previously retreating, but now sees that that's not going to be able to be an option. And so she she reaches out violently and just starts swinging like crazy at Lynn. All right. That's going to be eight to hit. Miss. 18 to hit. That meets. And I'm going to use 14 misses. I'm going to use Wrath of the Storm again. So DC 14, or it'll take 2d8 lightning. Give it the damage real quick. So seven bludgeoning and a constitution saving throw. All right. You need a dex save? Yep. All right. That is a 21. That succeeds. So it'll only take half. I'll roll my damage. Sorry, what was my damage again for the first part? And I failed the con. <laughs> um, that was seven bludgeoning, I think. All right. And you failed the con, so that's going to be eighteen poison. All right. All right. And then, so it will take half of. Takes three damage. And that'll bring us up to the zombie that's on Ashwin. 15 to hit, Ashwin. That's still a miss. Uh. Heike, you're up. All right. I'm going to pull Crestfall out of my... Um homemade sheath that was around my waist um, and I'm going to attack the the I don't know just the nearest non-sleeping one alright roll to hit which is okay. I didn't hear you there what was that sorry it's a 13 that'll hit Lovely. Then we are going to get... So that's going to be five slashing damage. Okay. And... Four radiant damage. Um, And I'm going to... Action surge. Okay. Um, to attack again with Crestfall. Okay. All right, roll to hit. Uh, so that's a twenty-four. That'll hit. And that's going to do eight slashing. Okay. And five radiant. Okay. As you're tearing into this one, you see Crestfall just leaving a soft glow of moonlight behind as you're cutting through, uh, trailing like a shooting star through the sky. Beautiful. And that'll bring us up to Lynn. All right. How bad's the one that 
went f that was trying to get away looking. Um, it's getting there. You, it's it's you 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 guess you could probably get one good solid hit on it, and then it'd be ready to get put to sleep. All right, I'm gonna chug my last potion of healing. Let's see. That's 2d4 plus 4. Oh, heck yeah! Alright, that's 12, max. Nice. And then I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on it. So that's a plus 6 to hit. Let's see how it goes. It's an 11. Does an 11 hit? 11 misses. Alright. And so did it close the distance with me? It has, yes. Alright. That is all I can do. Alright, Shagria, you're up. I am gonna keep swinging at this tree. Uh, it is worth noting that that, that that healing spell did go away. It only lasts for one round. Before I do anything, I'm going to use a bonus action to pop a healing potion. Okay. And then I'm going to use both my attacks actions to attack this tree. That's the 17 for the first one. That'll hit. And an 18 for the second one. That'll hit as well. Five and seven. Okay. One more solid hit on that one ought to do it. Do my best or somebody else. Next one, you're up. All right, move to the one that's on SAG. Let's get it. A 21 to hit. That'll hit. For 8 damage. Okay. Got another hit in it? Yeah, it's got another Let's hit go. in it. An 18. That'll hit. That'll Alrighty. hit. Alrighty. A whole four damage on that one. Right there. Right there. Excellent. Keep it right there. And that's my turn. And with that, uh, with that, Craig is going to put this one to sleep. Zip falls asleep, and there's only one remaining. 
This one, violently, once again, is swinging at Lynn, angry. She's hurting bad as she swings violently. No more care for her life at all. And that's going to be a 20 to hit. That hits. Second attack's going to be a 12. Miss. And third attack is going to be a 21. All right. Those two hit. All right. So that's going to be eight bludgeoning for the first one and 11 bludgeoning for the second. Right. I'm at three hit points. Two constitution saving throws. First con save. That one. That's going to be, for that one, that's going to be 20 poison damage. All right, I'm down. As you are yanked into this thing. Oh. Do we see this? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's not good. Oh, no. And then, and that now for the zombie that is on Ashwin. It's a 13 to hit. That's still a miss. This zombie just won't give up, will it? You know you could throw the zombie and it would probably go away. I mean, I could, but look, it's so cute with with it's trying as hard. I don't know. I don't know. I might adopt this one. Put a collar on it. Call it Sally. Um, Am I allowed to use my bonus action right now. Well, it is your turn, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um cool. So I'm 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 yeah, I'm going to bonus action healing word at Lynn. Um Can you double check the effects of healing word? you can't see Lynn. Uh, oh shit. Creature of your choice that you can see within range. Right. Well, shit. Um, what about this one? Nope. What about this one? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. Sorry, Lynn. There's nothing I can do. Um, okay, so with that being said... Um... From where I am, if I... Can I... Can I move anywhere so that I can see Lynn, or will that provoke an attack of opportunity? No, because Lynn's inside the creature. Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> right. Forgot that part. Okay, cool. Then I guess I'll just attract, attack the creature with Crestfall. Okay. Uh, that'll be a 22. Okay. That'll hit. Go ahead and make. Go ahead and take a failed death save to uh, Lynn. And that'll be ten damage. Okay. 
and uh, eight radiant damage. One more hit ought to do it, and then we can get Lynn out of there. Hurry! Um, I can... Ooh! Okay, um, I'm gonna use my precision attack to roll, uh, to expend a superiority die and add it to my roll. Oh no, damn it, because that just does the attack roll, not the damage roll. Just kidding. Ignore everything I just said, and my turn is over. Okay. And that'll bring us up to Lynn. Lynn, death save. Alright. Let's see. Well... Lynn's uh, full dead. That was in that one. You see your vision fades in and out. You see a woman clad in white. I'm so sorry. My child is going to a place where I cannot reach you. I, I have no way to save you here. Oh. Well. Maybe the Red Mages will find a way. My hope is that they do. We shall see. Thank you for trying. Just now, my child. Eternal peace is what would have awaited you. Perhaps... Perhaps there's peace in nothing. I hope so for you. I would say we shall see, but... Nothing isn't an experience, is it? As your vision fades away. Bag, you're up. How far is this tree from me? About 25 feet. Do we notice that there is now no movement inside this tree? Uh, no, it's hard to tell with all the writhing tentacles. So, knowing that his friend is now in this tree, he just basically full bulldozes straight for this tree and swings the club as hard as he can. That's a nat one for the first attack, so because I'm running, I just basically swing wild. And for the second one, that's a natural 20 for a 26. Both ends of the spectrum, baby. 
Wild, wild miss. Roll me percentage on that crit. It's 24. That is six max damage. damage. Well, that for max damage, it's four plus three, so that's seven. As Atreyu puts that one to sleep, and you all collectively turn towards the zombie ready to knock that one down, Atreyu looks at you all and says, Get to the door! It's been a pleasure fighting with you all. And you see him conjure up a red clock, spin it, flip it, and push it. And as he does, you see the weird blur of red magic as Lynn, you now stand just exactly just exactly where Atreyu was standing uh, uh. still very still very very much uh, wounded only at one hit point I think it's best we go and I'm even in my large form I'm just gonna run and gently pick up land to go to this door and as I get close I'm gonna drop concentration so we can go through where did he go what happened what no idea I was dead well now you'll get to see whoever meets you on the other side again in the future you see Lynn exhausted just kind of flops her head down and just kind of like lets you carry her just going limp and that'll bring us up to Ashwin Uh, I'm also running out the door. Wait, do we need to bag these guys first? Fuck it. The, they can't move. They're dead. Tell them they're here. They can do the rest. <laughs> Alright. Seems like a plan to me. Lynn just kind of looks at the rest of them and says... Yeah, I I experienced true annihilation for about a moment. It it is not worth five hundred gold pieces. I promise you all that. Um, when we get back, we'll tell them that they're here and they can come and get them. Are they all sleeping? Yes, and as long as no one hits them, they should be fine. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the bag of holding and just bag one of them up. Huh. And bring it through the door. You all head to the door. You all head to the door. You see. You see, uh, Errant standing there. Oh, hey, hey everyone! Uh, glad you guys uh, made it bed back. All right. Um, Not all of us. All right. 
I was dead, and also that cute boy disappeared. Uh, I'm pretty sure he swapped their places. A giant red <laughs> clock appeared. Oh, yeah, uh, that's Krona position. It's a twist on a chronomancy spell that we discovered. Well, three of them are still in there. One's in the bag. You deal with the rest. Uh, all right. Um, well, Magistrate Aram was uh, just upstairs. Got your gold ready for you. Oh, perfect. And I'm going to storm up the stairs with this uh, bag I'm in gonna my hand. Gently sit Lynn down outside the door. Wait here, and I'm going to follow Jack. Uh, uh, up guess. the stairs, Jack. Up the stairs, and I'm also fuming. Oh, you think that I'm just gonna sit idly Lynn. by, and her wings Lynn. start to flap, and she flies up Lynn. along with you? Okay, all right. Well, I guess I'm also going upstairs. Basically, and... everyone behind me hears, "I'm gonna punch him." Here, you see punch him, there. don't punch him. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad to see you all still in one piece. Yeah, Here's but your person, hold on. Uh, the person you sent us with us swapped places with Lynn and is probably dead inside one of those creatures. There's three of them still there and one in that bag, and we're all very tempted to punch you, and I'm gonna oh. aim low. Wait, you think that they swap? Hold on, go back, go back. You said Atreus and one of the creatures. He red claw. He disappeared and Lynn appeared. Which, which one? Which one? Uh, the one on the far left in the trees. Certainly not right. this one. And I'm gonna shove the bag into his chest, really, really hard. Wait, he's in the. Basically, now they get to test what happens when someone dissolves. He saved me. Lynn, I'm, she's going to fly back immediately. Bleeding heart, that one. Agreed, but sooner or later, she'll find someone to love. So you fly back through the door, and you see the plant asleep that you were in, and there's a hand sticking out of the mouth. I'm gonna try to pull him out with all my strength. You pull him out, and you see him slide out of there covered in the green ichory goo. Is he alive? Enigmatic medicine check. Alright. Um, ten. No. Um, she says, well, you saved me. The least I can do is save you. And I'm glad I saved this. Um, she's gonna use Revivify and give him a kiss. You reach down, you give him a kiss, you feel the magic pulsate from you. doesn't respond. There's no flash of color to the face. No light behind the 
pallid eyes, just empty, cold, except for the bit, the tiny, tiniest little bit in the hand that was outstretched from the plant. You can see a small, looks to be a shard or, or breaking apart of a gem, a very tiny little bit, icy blue in color. Roll me a history check with advantage. All right. That's a dirty 20. You, having been away from your thunder for a long time, don't immediately recognize it, but you see it's a sliver, a portion of his soul. And so I know that there's a way. Something. I pick up the um, the shards. I put them in my my bag, and then I'm going to take his body, um, throw it over my shoulder. Do you need an athletics check or anything? Uh, no. Okay. And. I'm going to, as I'm walking back, hit myself on the chest with the cure wounds, and I just have a bit of a rage on my face, thinking about that man that sent us here, as All I approach right. the portal again. I'm standing there just waiting. He's still upstairs. <clears throat> I say we just leave before I do something stupid. Great Errant, can you take care of the rest of the ones that need to be bagged up? Yeah, I, I can take care of that. Thanks, I pat him on the back uh, and just head upstairs to everybody else. Uh, Lynn, I'll go get everyone else, if that's alright. You do what you need to do, and I disappear into the tower. Uh, is Errant still there? Is he making his way inside? Aaron is still there, about ready to head into the door. Uh, before you go, Aaron. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, here he is. And I don't know. You see, she's hesitant for a moment. Um, she holds out the shards. I don't know if this would be better in your hands or mine, but this is a piece of him. He's not completely gone like everyone else who would be eaten by these plants. Aaron looks at you with the most honesty you've seen from anybody in this tower so far. Looks you dead in the eyes and says, Don't leave that here. It'll end up becoming another science project. She starts tearing up and gives Aaron just a big hug and puts the crystals back in her bag. Thank you. Thank you. When I get to the top of the tower, 
I'm gonna let everybody else know that Finn's waiting for us. And I'm just gonna look at the guy and go, You take care of your own damn plants and just leave. I well, will you all be taking your gold then? Or? Yes. Oh I already took mine earlier. We will. Oh absolutely. And I'm going to snatch mine and also Lynn's bag of gold. Well, safety on your travels, and I wish you well. I'm after sure all, you do. After all, the familiar line of Lovak remains strong and will rule for eternity. True. We cut to our final scene three years later. Amidst the Vorakian Mountains. Small home. Amidst a very familiar sight for Lynn. Her old thunder. Brought the rest of scales and monkeys, monkey scales. Whatever you guys want to be called nowadays. <laughs> See your hometown. And, uh, you do something that you uh, have been kind of holding off doing. You guys come into the, uh, the thunder, into a small town. You see the old village chief looks at you. Uh, Good to see you again, Lynn. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been so long I've forgotten uh, what to call you. It's just called me Grandpapa for some reason. Well, Grandpapa. Um, without any other words, she just pulls the crystal out. I'm sorry I've been away so long. Um, my parents gave me their wanderlust, and I assure you when I come to a point when I will be a parent, I'll do the same for mine. But this, uh, this I knew only you could help with. Say that. Intend to return the affection? Yes. It was only a day, but I... I haven't felt that way before. Do you wish me to perform this ceremony? Or would you prefer to leave? I would like to do this. Oh. In that case... He raises his hands towards the sky. 
lightning flashes from their boots. The cold wind whips around flurries of snow. It starts to chant in ancient Draconic. Translated, for those of you who do not speak ancient Draconic. Lightning in the sky, ice beneath our feet, two souls intertwined. Sliver of a soul to grant the mortal soul. A piece of the heart and intercarnate stuff. Intertwined they may be. A single entity. Outstretches his hand. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready now. And a piece of a shard of a gem breaks off of your scales, and you feel a small portion. Your your love of jokes, humor your admiration for simplistic beauty disappear from you. And here we are, bound together, to become one. Rakios forever. As He stretches out and hands you a small egg intertwined with magic, crackling with electricity. <laughs> and that's where in tonight's session. Excellent. Viv just likes making that's me so have cool. children. Uh <laughs> Clearly, that was yeah. really good. <laughs> that was really good. That was awesome. <laughs>